Blog Talk Radio.
for this opportunity to get, once again be able to get together with this electronic ecclesia, Father, in the midst of a world that is full of unbelievable turmoil, even though we are going through a period that is being referred to as uh, a break of some type where they're able to uh, do prisoner exchanges, but with a very stern promise from Israel that they will continue the onslaught against all things Gaza, and, uh, and we are going to remain as citizens of heaven watching because we know that we should watch if we knew when the thief was going to come and it truly looks like the thief is going to come pretty soon and father we're just excited to be uh, able to participate in these things because when we think about the things that we have to deal with in our daily lives there's nothing better than uh, you know maybe for some people they don't like they don't want they they don't want the doom and the gloom all the time they don't want the end time stuff they don't want the trials and tribulation stuff they don't want it they can't handle it they've taken too many red pills and they don't want to hear any any they don't want to hear another beat. And, Father, I understand that. And, but for me, for me personally, Father, I praise you for it because it keeps me at the ready. It keeps me on my knees. I have lots of thorns in my flesh. They're jammed in real deep and, and being twisted super hard. Uh, and these things are all keeping me in a place where I am on my knees. I am looking forward to every moment that I can spend with you. Um, oh, starting 4 a.m. tomorrow, back onto the normal schedule, Father, and I'm, I'm just praising you for it because the days that we're in right now are so topsy-turvy it could really at the press of a single button all things could completely flip 180 degrees and we would be in the midst of a hot war uh, which we know we're heading toward very quickly uh, and then uh, to our to our hopes and aspirations and dreams uh, and in accordance with the prophecies dreams and visions and and such that you have given us over the years father we, we will we will be watching very closely the sky looking up 
because we know that our redemption draws nigh, and hoping that the things that we have latched on to as meaningful um, uh, signs uh, of an imminent uh, coming for the barley harvest of first fruits, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that our understanding is accurate. We pray, Father, that we have the humility of Jesus to be able to tolerate it if it is not accurate, and that we, we, that we will quickly recover be of good spirits and continue our journey by placing one foot in front of the other with your help every single day. Because, Father, we couldn't go through these things. We couldn't deal with these things. We couldn't live it. There's just no way we could deal with the thorns in the flesh that we're dealing with, the trials, tribulations, and, and difficulties that we have to deal with as part of life. There's no way we could do it without you. And we praise your holy name. And we thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every ounce, every, oh gosh, what, nano, I don't know what to call it, a nano ounce, <laughs> a nanoliter of your help that you have given me, Father, because without your help, without your watching over me, well, I'd be in bad places right now. That's for sure. And I just want to thank you in front of everybody because you deserve so much more than thanks from me. And so many of us I know feel this exact same way. And I just pray, Father, that you are blessed. And Lord Jesus, to you who can keep us from falling, from stumbling, and present us faultless before the presence of our Father God with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 
You know, I didn't have any idea what I was going to call the show tonight because I was watching, um, you know, the stuff that was going on. I always do a little bit of doom scrolling just to keep, you know, make sure a nuke didn't go off or some major, you know, ceremony vision thing triggering this, that, or, you know, I, I, I just, I'm looking for the big stuff. I don't like dwelling on the little stuff, and, and I'm sick and tired of the <clears> – <throat> The baby stuff and the you know the horrible things that they're doing to people's bodies and all this other sick, twisted, evil, puke all over yourself. Evil. I mean, just seething evil. And it's just beyond most of our comprehension how our Heavenly Father can have the patience that he does. Because in reality, I mean, it's just like he, he – I will never – I just so totally embrace when the scripture says as high as the you know heavens are above the earth. You know, you know, we're just never going to understand God. We're not going to. We would like to. And Proverbs twenty-five two does say it's the glory of God to conceal the matter, and the glory of kings to search out a matter. Amen. So God likes it when you search search out matters, search out things, search out mysteries that are associated with our existence and Him. In him. He wants us to be fascinated by him. He wants our minds to be absolutely blown by him. And um, and how how could they not be? You know, that that's the thing. But but then when you give it a try and you really think you've just about maybe just sort of kind of sort of maybe just a little bitty bit uh, close to having things, you know, pretty predictable. You find out pretty quickly that you're off, um, and uh, and then you just have to humble up and get ready to continue forward in your pursuit, you know, and not take it personally. Um, understand, you know, a lot of this is a big area for debate. I mean, there are people that I like very, very much. I really, really respect their uh, Bible belief systems very much. I don't agree with all of them, but I, you know, that's okay. That's normal. That's absolutely normal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I believe that, um, you know, the word relent is key, that God does listen to the prayers of the saints, um, that there are people that are in the, pro- that are in the uh, office of a prophet versus the people who get prophecies now and then. Very, very different people, these people. Very different. One, the people that are in the in the office of a, of a prophet get progressive prophecies. It can change at any time based upon the prayers of the saints. The people that get prophecies once in a blue moon, kind of like my mom did, whatever. They tend. I find that theirs tend to be very much more trustworthy in the long run and much more accurate. You can grab them and put them on your A shelf and hold on to them and count on them. Like literally, look at the days and go, "Wow, I wonder when, wonder when that that's going to happen." So there, there are definitely definitely things that you can learn, but you always got that dynamic where God reserves that right, of course, because He's our Father. You know, He's He's. Even though he's in charge of the devil and he can do whatever he wants to do, he, you know, ultimately, there are rules that are established. He established them during the creation of the universe. There's a reason why the, why the forces of darkness refer to Lucifer as the great architect of the universe, because he was there. He was there with our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus as the uh, universe was being architected. Okay, and all the rules were being made and all the, you know, the rules that needed to be followed in the various courts across all of the different dimensions and all of the different universes and all that. All right. So anyway, it's um, it's it's very fascinating. Hold on a second. I got to hit this fan off. I don't know why, but I've been getting hot and cold and hot and cold and hot and cold. Okay, there we go. All right. Praise God. But um. 
you know, just about the time you think you might have things figured out, um, maybe a surge of prayers come from the saints. You know, maybe there's some good prayers. You know, Scripture says, if I have iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. I think that's Isaiah, or no, 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 Psalm 68-something. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, and, and you know, there's a, a lot of warning dynamics. I mean, th- the key word is dynamics. It's never static. We want things to be static. We want the light to be on or off. We want it to be yes or no. We don't like analog. We, we hate it. We hate it. It's wired into our DNA to hate 256 million colors. We can be wowed by them and go, wow, there sure is. Wow, look at all the colors and the shades of the colors and the shades of the blues and the purples and, and all this other stuff. you know. And, and we'll go, wow, that's amazing. But when it comes right down to wanting an answer, how does God think? What's going to happen tomorrow? How long do we have? Isn't that, isn't that the biggest one of all, right? How long do we have to be here? That one's, that's the, to me, that may be the one that rips, just rips body parts off of me. I mean, just tears me to shreds. And why is that? Well, because it's been my plague, my own personal plague. Because I believe, see, that's the problem. When I believe something, that's a problem with me. I'm going to say it straight up. When I believe something, I really believe it. Okay, there's no mealy mouth, wishy-washy Johnny. No, there ain't none of that. When I believe something, I really, really believe it. To the point of my own demise, to the point of doing myself harm. And so um, that can be a little bit of a problem. So um, through my journey and beatings and thorns and whatever uh, that the Lord, you know, felt were right for me at that moment in time, I'm sure I got a bunch more queued up. Um, But anyway, you know, as part of that, we'll just call it journey, walk, sanctification process, however you want to refer to it. um, You know, I finally, after a very, very, very difficult, exceedingly agonizing and painful journey. Um, And I'm sure it's not over yet. Um, So anyway, um, you know, so so I I, I kind of expect things to be bumpy. I expect things to get really bad uh, for me. I'm not saying for you. I'm saying for me because that's just the way it always is. It always is that way. So why? Father change his modus operandi and do things differently with me than he's been doing all along. Evidently, I I have a thick head. Evidently, uh, I need uh, you know our heavenly Father to to smack me upside of the head with a frying pan a lot. Ow. Okay, and 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 it's okay. It's all right. I'm I'm I I won't say that I deal with it well. I don't. I have really you know I'm. I'm just as human as anybody else is out there, and I certainly am not walking around with my head in the clouds. You know, you know, I we all have different um, emotional thresholds, different points where we cry. Different, you know, some of us are more mighty, and we're flexing our arms and being, you know, I I can take it, I can take anything. I'm going to be like Jesus, and you know, and 
I think really what it is is we all have different thresholds. We have different thresholds where we're going to break down, where we're going to have, I've had enough, I can't take it anymore kind of a thing. I think we all have different thresholds and we have different journeys that we've gone through in the collective group of all those experiences and awful things that we had happen to us over the years and, and all those different emotional crushing events that have happened to us make us who we are. They make us who we are. And, um, and if we have a proclivity or a tendency, if you will, toward, um, you know, being an emotional person, Okay. Even though, you know, while you're doing your job, you know, at work, you, you, you might come across as somebody who's like totally got everything under control. Like when I'm on a meeting with, with 40, 50, 60 people from a billion dollar company, I, people would swear I, I own the world. They wouldn't see the tiniest, not even the most infinitesimally small sign that I didn't rule the world. But that's how I am. You know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't take a toll. I just bought a book recently. It's going to take a while to get here, but it's a small paperback written by a very qualified doctor. But he, um, it's about uh, the effects on the body from, uh, you know, hidden stress, stress that you're not aware of. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but I, I, I'm, I am very curious what his uh, conclusions were. But anyway, um, all that being said, we, you know, when, when I look at the end times calendar, when I watch things happening and going by, when I'm doom scrolling through my finely tuned Twitter feed or whatever, uh, or I'm looking at the emails that people are sending me and I'm not seeing the magnitude of the apocalyptic events that I want to see, it troubles me. Okay, and then I think to myself, all right, well, our Heavenly Father is probably relenting. He's going to slow things down. You know, one thing that we know for sure, beyond any shadow of a doubt, is our Father is not in a hurry. And he has no problem doing the priest of ball thing whenever he feels like it. He loves to throw pies in the face of Bill Gates, no pun intended, uh, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab and all these satanic, demonic entities from the bowels of Sheol. Uh, our father, that that's part of his thing. He loves it. The priest of ball thing and the priest of ball story in the Holy Bible, boy, that is one we all need to hold real close to our chest because we may see that dynamic, that shift in gears, that unexpected turn of events occur at any time while we're watching these end times movie events play out. Okay, so as I was looking at the um, the events, uh, I was oh, this is going to be awful. I'm going to have to rearrange my fans in this room because whatever. I'll worry about that later. But anyway, and I'm flipping through it and I'm going, oh, okay, so there's a ceasefire, all right. And then Netanyahu comes right out and he's like, you know, we're, this ain't going to be for long. We're going to come back in there and crush you. We're going to we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to do that. You know, this isn't over. Look out! Here we come! You know, and all this kind of stuff and whatever. So you know, it appears that the war is on. And, and, and I'm, these are just opinions. Okay, it appears that the war is on still. It appears that the Illuminati speak that they spoke. This is. Many 9-11s, it appears that the reference to Pearl Harbor, this is Israel's Pearl Harbor, it appears that these Illuminati colloquialisms are on purpose, but I do believe 
right, wrong, indifferent, delayed, whatever you want to use, whatever adverb you want to toss in there, I don't know. But, and will, could it be that God will relent? Might he shift the timeline? Might he intentionally flip the timeline, the 2030 timeline, where they want to do the global reset? Might he intentionally toss that on this, uh, up on its head? May he, may, how, men, how intense are the prayers of the saints? Just pretend for a second with me. Don't pay attention to churchianity. Keep your eyes closed. Hold your hand up in front of your eyes so you don't, no peripheral cheating, none of that. Now, focus on just, focus your mind, your heart, for a second, on just the Christians that are, that are waking up. For real. Not kind of waking up. I'm talking about they took the bona fide red pill. Maybe it, maybe it's only a 500 milligram one. That's okay. But they took the real one. And then they have this panic attack kind of a thing. You know, I don't know what you would want to call it, but for lack of a better term, I'm just going to use that term, panic attack. And they realize that these conspiracies were not conspiracies. They see all the evidence. They look around them and their eyes are just wide open and they're like, wow, planet X, signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, seas roaring, second suns everywhere, um, you know, inner earth possibilities and people reporting on strange alien technologies down in, in, in Antarctica and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation setting up tabletops to murder mankind. And then just the list just goes on. And we've got two carrier strike forces on the on the coast of Iran and, 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 and Israel. And oh, my gosh. And they start looking around them and, the, 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 you know, that the, the election was a farce. And that people thought, you know, J6 was a false flag and people are in jail over this. This is horrible. This is just horrible. See, if you can imagine, some people can't. And that's okay. But the people that can, it changes you. It allows you to look, to imagine in your heart, in your heart, must feel like. Because when I woke up, I woke up to 9-11. That was the first thing that woke me up. I was completely oblivious to everything else. And it was just that the, the buildings were controlled demolition. I didn't get into any of the other more esoteric, advanced, weird, creepy stuff like holograms and, you know, the, the, the plasma weapons and micro nukes in the base and all kinds of stuff um, uh, until much later. But can you imagine today? Can you really? And if you can can you imagine that panic? Because I know I flipped out over 9-11. When I, when, I, when I watched Richard Gage do his two-hour-long PowerPoint with photographs and video pointing out squibs and you know how the buildings were brought down through controlled demolition, et cetera, you know, I, 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 don't, know what you, I don't know what the, the – I don't know what the emotion was. I really don't. But I was horrified. I was beyond horrified. Stupefied is a good word. Stupefied means you're so freaked out you can't even talk, can't form a sentence. Um, I was definitely in line with that one for sure. But can you imagine today awakening to all this stuff and you're trying to like 
I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. You're trying to stuff it down your throat as fast as you can possibly stuff it down your throat. You know, it, like you haven't eaten in, a, in, in, a, in six months and somebody threw, threw a Thanksgiving dinner in front of you. I mean, really, and you're just pounding it as fast as you can. And, blah, 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 blah. and what happens is people knee jerk, and of course they – it's unfortunate. But one of the things that does happen is um, – People, when they first wake up, they flip out, and when they when they start to realize that everything is a conspiracy and it is all happening for real, then they knee jerk and they go too far. Next thing you know, they're you know they think the Earth is in the shape of a hex 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 whatever. Okay, you know where I'm heading with this. I mean, they start to believe everything. Everything is a conspiracy. Everything. So if somebody comes up on YouTube and they put up a little thing and says that such and such never really happened, it's all faked and all that kind of stuff, guess what? They believe it immediately. And then they go out and they get they become public in one way or another and then they start saying things and you know, and then it what happens is it it's it's done intentionally by the reptilians. The reptilians are, on the average, approximately 10 times more intelligent than the smartest human being ever, okay? They really are a unbelievably intelligent race of beings, fallen angels, you know, fallen seraphim, okay? And that's kind of scary. They are, they're not three exits ahead of us. They're a hundred exits ahead of us. And that's really hard for people to get their arms around. And so um, it, to be able to be wise as a serpent and, of course, gentle as a dove, it is exceedingly difficult to do that because they think about you know plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200 years in advance. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Now, that's why Albert Pike in 1871 wrote the Three World Wars letter to Giuseppe Mazzini, nailing down precisely what we are going through right now. I mean, it's really, it's so mind, uh, anybody who reads this and isn't absolutely unable to speak, you know, I, I don't get you. Okay, sorry, but I just don't get you. And that's okay. You can be you. doesn't mean I have to get you. Okay, it just means that I'm blown away that you're not – your mind isn't completely, you know, blown away as well. Okay, the Third World War. This was written in 1871 by Albert Pike, the author of Of Morals and Dogma, where – in that Masonic text, he admits that he worships Lucifer. And that's a very small part of the whole. But he wrote this letter, by the way, which was seen by Bill Cooper in person and announced on Sieges, which was the name of his radio show back in the 90s. If I mispronounced it, oh, well, sorry. But um, before they killed him, but he flew to the United Kingdom, and he physically laid his eyes on this letter before they removed it. Once we start, once us common Goyan start to um, get a little bit too smart about something, 
they'll remove it. And then they'll try to wipe it out on different websites and they'll hack into the websites and try to, you know, but it stuff survives. It, 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 it survives. It survives. And it says, and this is just mind bending, but it says the third world war. Now, he already talked about the first and the second. But he says the third world war, 1871, must be. Um, hold on a second. I've got to bring my mic in a lot closer. The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agentur of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and leaders of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, must mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to flight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all its will, uh, I'm sorry, in all its horror, will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and the most bloody of turmoil. Then everywhere, the citizens obliged to defend themselves against a world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude disillusioned with Christianity whose deistic spirits will, from that moment, be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. Time, written in 1871. You know what I mean? I remember when I first read that. I mean, the, t uh, the when I first read that, I do believe it was approximately 2010. It could have been 20, 2009 or 2008. Don't know for sure. It was long enough ago, and I I was befuddled. I was like, why in the world would somebody who's living in 1800s write about the third world these world wars and the third world? You know what what's up with that? And then it hit me. They were excited about it because Lucifer is their god. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, it's really important, I think, as we move forward with the news of the program and touch upon stuff that we touch upon frequently, 
that we keep this in the forefront of our mind. And that is that God is, I want to say notorious, but I don't want to use that word because it has a negative connotation. Our Heavenly Father is well known for the priest of Baal shift in gears. It would not surprise me to have another complete shift in the timeline that throws us all for a loop and, quite frankly, upsets us deeply. Okay? So I personally recommend that we all emotionally, and we all have different thresholds for emotions. Okay? Already covered that. That we all emotionally prepare ourselves for the possibility that our Heavenly Father may shift timeline gears and shock us and greatly, deeply disappoint us. Because for those of us sitting on the very edge for well over a decade, suffering horribly from our own individual thorns in the flesh, refiners, fire, hopefully not too much chastening, but it's very hard, and we all know it. We all dang sure know it. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, and we wish we didn't have to, but we make mistakes. We get upset. We have emotional moments, and, um, and God is going to bring us, God is working very hard to bring each one of us through those things, through our own thorns in the flesh. But one of the things that we can do, okay, in order to prepare ourselves and stay stable as best as we can is anticipate it. Expect our Heavenly Father to shift gears, to surprise the evil ones, to turn their timeline upside down and shove it in their face. Okay? Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that I don't think we have a high, a good chance of leaving in 2025? No, I, I do think we have an awful good chance of leaving in 2025. In fact, I'm not absolutely convinced that anything couldn't break. I mean, really, that giant copper um, Death Star mothership, that giant copper-colored Death Star mothership could show up in the sky tomorrow. Now, does that align as perfectly as I would like it to with all of the prophecies, dreams, vision, and everything else? No, it doesn't. Do I think the likelihood is high? Absolutely not. I believe that that thing is going to show up in the sky once the war goes hot. I'm talking about tanks, missiles, probably nukes, probably tactical, hot, real hot, okay? Now, what does that all mean? Is is there going to be like a two million man army in Turkey that's just going to march straight across and go right in and wipe out Israel? I, you know, I, I don't worry myself with that. That's God. Father will handle all of those things. You know, if, if you if you feel... You know, I know there's preachers out there that'll sell you their DVD set for whatever, and and they believe that what they 
put on those DVDs is probably going to be accurate. They feel, you know, else they wouldn't have gone to the trouble of doing it. All right, so good for them. I, and I have people send me stuff constantly about, oh, you got to listen to this, brother. you got to listen, listen to this, sister. you got to listen. She's predicting this, and he's predicting that. And no, I, I'm sorry, but the Lord told me outright, I cannot cloud my mind with other people's stuff. Okay, does that mean I'm going to be any more accurate? I don't know, but I do know that people are dorked up in their heads. You know, what happens is when somebody is making comments on their YouTube channel or somebody's making comments on their Facebook page, that those comments make it into their brain. They make it into their soul, and they remember those comments. They might claim that they don't allow it to affect their judgment or their accuracy or whatever when they're listening to the Lord. They may make that claim, but it's impossible to block it. You can't block it. So anyway, all that being said, I personally, you know, feel deeply in my heart that when the Lord wants me to know something, he's going to shove it in my face. He's going to shove it right in my face. It's going to be unavoidable. I'm not going to be able to get away from it. Okay, and the Lord will make it abundantly clear that I need to listen to whatever it is that I'm supposed to listen to. All right, so I'm not too worried about any of that kind of stuff. But I am also definitely very anti going out into the internetosphere and listening like I used to back in 2010 to a lot of boohooing, crying Christians that believe with all of their heart that they're hearing from God. And then it's just this gigantic, you know, smorgasbord of confusion with one person saying it's going to happen in 2025. Another person says it's going to be 2030. Another person says it's going to be 2070. I even know a person who thinks it isn't going to be until four thousand years from now and claims they can pack it up with the Bible. You think I'm going to listen to that? Forget that. All right. So anyway, um, it's just important that we all take, you know, it's okay if you want to take your, keep your red pill dosage up. That's fine. No problem. But you're also going to want to take a chill pill. I, maybe it's a white-colored pill. I have no idea what it looks like, but you, we're, we all need to take a chill pill because as repulsive as this sounds, there is some level of likelihood. I'm not going to say probability. I'm just going to stick with likelihood. Some level, albeit maybe pretty small, that... What we think the most likely timeline will be could be off a little bit. But remember this. We have Obama. Remember that we got Trump. Remember what was prophesied about Trump. Remember what was said by General Wesley Clark, Colonel Douglas McGregor, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, and several other people about the 2024 election. We don't know what's going to happen going to be consummated is it going to is he actually going to take the presidency you know and when are all these things going to happen does does he take the presidency and then something really bad happens to him after he takes the presidency see we don't know the exact we don't know the series of events we don't know the order for sure we don't the people that i just mentioned well-known people believe it's going to happen before before the actual election occurs at all so there's lots and lots and lots of belief systems out there that are all jumbled up. 
Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen first, second, third, fourth, all that kind of stuff. It's not covered in our Bible. All we can see is that we are right in the throes of the sorrows period, just as we suspected. We are right in the throes of uh, the second seal, Russia, the third seal, global financial collapse, the fourth seal, which is the commencement of World War III going into a hot war, and then ultimately into uh, the fourth and sixth seal blend into one another. Okay, so you've already got the Ezekiel 38 and 39 in full bore war. I mean, we're talking about, man, hot, very hot war. People are dying by the millions. Okay, and right in the middle of that, bam, that meteor comes in and hits off the coast of Puerto Rico. And it kicks off the sixth seal and leads directly into the day of the Lord while the Gog and Magog portion of World War III, you know, all that, because it's all one big thing. Psalm 30, Psalm 83, uh, Isaiah 17, Damascus being turned into ruin as heap. Uh, all, you know, the, uh, the, the, the fourth seal of, of the, you know, chapter six of the book of Revelation, uh, you know, which, which segues in and, and, and the war goes hot. A quarter of the earth is death. Who is the quarter of the earth? We've already talked about this a gazillion times. Uh, Canada, Alaska, I'm sorry, Canada, uh, America, um, uh, New Zealand, Australia, the European Union, these, that's a quarter of the earth. They're the ones who are going to be involved in this hot war. For the most part, they're going to be the center point of it all. Okay, so we know, we have a pretty good idea from a ISS space station viewpoint. We can look down on the earth, we can see where all of the game of risk pieces are located, they're all in motion. They're all threatening. They're, I mean, it's, it's hot. It's hot. But we don't know what our Heavenly Father has in store. We don't know how long our Heavenly Father is going to hold off the Arab world. We know that there are very powerful entities, and I do mean entities, in the United States of Babylon, the Great's governmental system that want to go in and bomb Iran right now. They wanted to do it for the last 15, 20 years, and they've been very vociferous about it. So we know all these things are lined up. We know we got two carrier task forces and the whole deal. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there, man. It's there. We've already had missile missile fire and people being killed across the Hezbollah, from Hezbollah across the Lebanese, northern Lebanese border. Um, it's funny because they, they, they move their lines is what they do. They start out by saying, if there is a single person that dies from Hezbollah, we are going to, you know, this is going to be, Iran will attack. And then, you know, a week goes by and then they change it a little bit. You know, they pull back a little bit and then they say, uh, yeah, yeah, well, we, did, we really didn't mean that. But now we mean this, you know, if, 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 if more than seven people die, you know, in an, you know, it's just like all over the all over the map. So we don't know. We've got Cutter in there trying to, you know, they're kind of heading up the whole uh, negotiation of the hostages deal. We've got, again, Netanyahu making it exceedingly clear that they're going to continue their bombing raids. They're going to continue flushing out the, the underground tunnels and the tunneling system. We've got endless claims. It's, it's, a, it's a total propaganda-filled lying – it's a lie machine. What we have right now is a false flag. That was allowed to occur for an obvious reason. We won't go into all that. We've covered it before We've, abundantly. Okay, and um, we know what that reason was. World War III, period. 
So all the rest of this stuff, it's going to happen. It's going to play its way out. You know, they're going to do their best to try to get into the tunneling systems and into the underground facilities and clear clear them out. Although I did see a uh, documentary on that, and it looks more and more unlikely that they're going to be successful because they have created the underground um, military tunneling systems. They're amazing, folks. They're just amazing. They're beyond words amazing. And I think what's happening is um, the IDF is going down and they're seeing how labyrinthine they are, that there's eight ways to get from this control center to that control center, control center A and control center B. There's like eight different ways to go. And they all have like little hiding places and stuff where they can do ambushes. Um, I saw a uh, – it appeared to be written um, – uh, I don't know what you would want to call it. Somebody had written down what a couple of IDF soldiers were saying to each other as they were moving in on some of the underground tunnels. It was pretty horrific, pretty horrific. It was really horrific. It was horrible. Um, so I don't I don't know what all is going to happen. None of us know what all is going to happen. It, it, it's extremely difficult. We don't know what our Heavenly Father is going to allow. We don't know what timing he's going to allow. We don't, you know, we do know that the time is short. We do know that we're the fig tree generation, but we don't know the details. We don't know when things are, when all heck is going to break loose. What about the Cascadia subduction zone? What about the two uh, tactical nukes that are fired uh, by Israeli jets at the Fort Dow facility in Iran? When does that happen? I would have to think that that would be one of the first things that would happen with Iran because they wouldn't want Iran to be on guard, would they? They would want it to be a sneak attack, would they not? So that's the kind of thing that I would think they would try to pull, like, is on the down low, you know, just sneak it in there. While everybody else is looking to the left, they go, go in, boom, boom, hit the uh, Fordow facility, and then all heck breaks loose with Iran. And who else? Ever else. Jordan, Saudi Arabia. I mean, they're all teaming up. The Sunnis and the, and the, and the uh, Shiites are all, the, you know, the enemy of my enemy is your is our friend. You know what I mean? It's that whole deal where they're all teaming up together because Israel, Okay. So anyway, and yes, there are lies coming from both sides. I don't want to get into it. I don't like to hear them. I don't want to be a part of them. I wish I didn't have to ever listen to them, and most of the time I don't anymore. Because I already know what the, I already know what the outcome is going to be. I already know why they did what they did and the horrible things that they did do, and I saw the film evidence. I saw the tank destruction in the kibbutzes, and it wasn't caused by Ham- Hamas. I saw it. So, um, and I have no reason to believe that the uh, third-party uh, journalists that are have absolutely no biases whatsoever to Israel or to Hamas or to anybody over there for that matter, when they were there and they took the film footage and, and did the tours, there, there, there would be no point in them lying about what they saw, what they filmed, and what they talked about. So anyway, I'm divorced from all that. I don't, I don't want to say I don't care. I care whenever anybody's hurting. I pray. You know, here's what gets me excited. I'm gonna, and, and just to show you, you know, Philippians 3.20, okay, this is, this is my life. This is a, a snippet from me, okay? 
Okay, first I got to find it. Oh, there it is. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, and then I've got to get everything out of the way so I can scroll all the way down to the bottom where it is. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Okay, so CBN News reports. Satanist has a vision of Jesus and gets delivered from addiction and suicide. I felt this love and the joy from God, according to Michelle Wilson, the author of it. Then here's another one right below that. More than 200 Muslim men in Gaza, in Gaza have converted to Christianity after reportedly seeing Jesus in their dreams. That's what gets me excited. That's what gets me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's why I want to be praying like we pray, not all the time, but a a lot of the time, probably about two-thirds of the shows, um, why we pray for the lost of the lands, of the earth, and for dreams and visions of the night. Um, uh, uh, Job 33, 14, and 15, King James, it's all there. Lord speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not in a dream, in a vision of the night. All right, that that is God. Is that is God's way of going in and reaching the unreachable. And I think it's pretty awesome, and that blesses me. It blesses me a whole lot more than doom scrolling about what's going on over in Israel. What I want to know is when is it going to move out of Israel and become all the bigger. When is it going to go to a hot war? We know it is. It's in the Bible. We see the Olivet Discourse essentially becoming a newspaper before our very eyes. So we've come to a place in our walk where we're actually seeing these things happening. Uh, It's I mean, it's so real, it's unbelievable. Who would have ever thought, not me, I'm raising my hand, not me, who would have ever thought that the things that we were tracking as we were watching for the thief coming in the night, our king, who would have ever thought that they would literally be on television, they would literally be on videos, on the Internet, that we would literally be able to see them in action? Not me. I thought we were going to be gone long before that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, when I read the introduction to the program tonight, which I wrote custom instead of using the canned, you know, stuff, the world is in massive turmoil. China has announced a pneumonia outbreak. We're going to cover that in a few seconds. That targets children. This outbreak is suspiciously, suspiciously like the catastrophic contagion tabletop exercise recently sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Satanist Foundation. Second sun sightings and volcanic activity are at an all-time high. Strange sky trumpets continue to be recorded across the world. As the Israel-Hamas war hits day 51, prisoner exchanges occur amidst global protest with people fighting against one another and taking sides. Two United States carrier strike groups sit off the coast of Israel. Washington rhetoric yells, bomb Iran! Russia continues to close out the remains of the almost forgotten Ukraine war. 
Experts remain convinced the 2024 election will not happen. Threats of financial collapse continue. Untold millions have illicitly crossed the southern border. Muslim masses protest and fight in the streets of all countries across Europe. While the United States Congress files more complaints for UFO full disclosure, and this may be the tip of the iceberg, where did all the San Francisco homeless go? And on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, real quick. Kids, you ready for a couple of jokes? All right, here we go. Why are doctors always calm? Why are doctors always calm? Because they have a lot of patience. Kids? I don't know about that. Oh, you liked it? I don't know if I like that one. You know, my doctor's not always calm. Sometimes my doctor will look down my throat, you know, at that little thing with the light and everything, and he'll go, holy cow, what's that in your throat? And then, of course, I'm like going, oh, no, I'm going to die a painful, horrible death. No, I'm just kidding. All right, kids, that was pretty funny, wasn't it, kids? That was better than the joke, wasn't it? Yeah, that was better than the joke. Okay, kids, what do you call cheese? That is not yours. That's nacho cheese. <laughs> okay, kids. So when they grab the cheese and run down the road, you go, that's nacho cheese. That's nacho cheese. <laughs> kids, what is a rabbit's favorite type of music? Think hard. You guessed it. Hip hop. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Kids, what do you think? Hip-hop music? All right. Well, you guys are easy to please tonight. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, I'm looking at the time, and we got to go to around to 9, and then we got to go around to 10, and we got a lot of time to burn. Good. All right. I'm going to play this again because we only got to play the very, very, very early, early part of it before. But the whole thing is really good. So I'm going to play the whole thing now. It's about, it's close to, it's around 10 minutes in length. And again, this is Walter Weiss. He is a Christian professor. If you get a chance to listen to Walter Weiss, that's V-E-I-T-H, Walter Weiss, V-E-I-T-H, testimony on YouTube, it'll blow your mind. Leave it at that. All right. So this is Dr. Walter Weith sitting with a colleague in a room, and they're reviewing Alice Bailey's 2025 satanic uh, revelation statement or whatever from one of her many satanic books that she wrote. Now, why is this important? Walter Veith is an expert at connecting the dots of the evil, you know, being wise as a serpent, 
gentle as a dove. He's an expert. He's one, he's one of the few in the world that have connected the dot between the Roman Catholics and the Muslims. Muslimism wasn't around as very long. It's a very new faith. <clears throat> very, very, very new faith. In fact, if you do some digging, now it's difficult to confirm because it's so covert and ultra-top secret that finding any trustworthy documentation, you'd probably need to get access to the um, Vatican Library. And nowadays that takes, you know, I don't know, I don't know who knows, but it's, it is very impossible, next to impossible to achieve that, that level of access. All right, anyway, but, but let's go ahead and listen to this because it is very relevant, and I love that it points to 2025. Because, again, you got um, Tom Horn's book, uh, you know, Zeitgeist 2025. You got Alice Bailey making this proclamation all the way back in the 1950s about 2025. You got all these reptilian creatures that want us to eat the bugs and do CBDCs and every other satanic thing to us. Okay, so you've got those creatures, which, you know, no doubt in my mind is why Jesus said if those days were not cut short, no flesh would be saved. They want us all murdered. They want us all killed. This is just the way it is. So no surprises. But, I mean, you've got them shooting for for 2030, right, for their global reset or whatever you want to call it. Okay, and, um, you know, things are starting to jive. Now, does that mean that we should get our hearts and minds locked on a date? Should we start to yippee-yahoo? and jump around and go, wow, who, and make changes to our lives and, you know, all this other stuff based upon these presumptions? No, we should not. Hang tight, hang tight, and understand that our Heavenly Father is in this, and he means business, and he wants every soul he can get, and he wants our help through our prayers. And yes, it's a very tough red pill to swallow. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But drawing closer, drawing closer, we'll get through it one foot before the other. Don't let yourself get, I don't know what the right word is, blown away, emotionally destroyed over setting yourself on a time and that time not becoming a reality. It is devastating. I'm living, walking, talking proof of it, and I know other people I could bring on here as guests, and they would tell you the same exact thing. You don't want to go through that, so let's not allow ourselves to go through it. Just know we got Obama. He's the Antichrist. No doubt about it. We've got the 2030 target. We've got multiple noteworthy sources, including Christian and otherwise, pointing to 2025. We got an ever-growing chorus of experts saying that there will be no election in 2024, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was anyway. We all pretty much understand what Donald Trump's fate is, which is sad, makes me sad. But pray. I mean, really, anything that has to do with the earth is really just not all that. You know, all that we need it for as citizens of heaven is a gauge. The things that are happening on the earth become a gauge of the timeline. It just helps us a little bit better to have an idea of when we might be getting out of here. 
Okay, so we need to all take that chill pill with our red pills. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let me go ahead and bring this up and let's listen to this because it's jam packed full of really important stuff. Here we go. Quote the occult world directly. Now, Alice A. Bailey, 2025 hierarchy will manifest itself. Now, this is interesting. Now, Alice A. Bailey is basically the prophetess for the United Nations. Yes. She is the one that followed Blavatsky. Now, when I was still involved in all of these things, I was pertinently told by one of the highest channels in the world that if you are a student of Blavatsky, then you have arrived. This is a personal experience. And uh, Alice A. Bailey, of course, Temple of Understanding and all of these things in the United Nations, they, they are schooled. The whole education system is schooled on Alice A. Bailey. Let's have a look at this quote. It comes from a book, The Externalization of the Hierarchy. Let me just explain who the hierarchy is. Mm-hmm. Revealing of the, the hierarchy of those spiritual master, master entities that run the world from behind the scenes. This is a reality in the thinking of the United Nations, right? Correct. Otherwise, they wouldn't have it as an official organization affiliated to the United Nations. The Imam Mahdi comes and, here with uh, aliens. This hierarchy, if you know your Bible, is of course a demonic hierarchy. These are demons communicating with humanity. Yes. This is what it is. Now, we can look at the publisher. It was written in 1957 and it's Lucis Trust, mm-hmm. which originally was Lucifer Publishing Company. But the name was too much in the face, so they changed it to Lucis Trust. Same thing. She writes, Thus a great and new movement is proceeding, and a tremendously increased interplay and interaction is taking place. Interaction with whom? Yes. This will go on until... Oh. That's stunning! <laughs> A.D. 2025. During the years intervening between now and then, very great changes will be seen taking place. When was this written? 1957. This is interesting. Very great changes will be seen taking place. And at the great general assembly of the hierarchy. What's she talking about here? A meeting of the demonic forces. A meeting of the demonic forces. Held as usual every century. In 2025, the date in all probability will be set for the first stage of the externalization of the hierarchy. What does that mean? Where they will present themselves to humanity so that you can see them face to face. Does that sound like Satan 
masquerading as an angel of light, saying, I am the Christ, I have come back. Yes, I've changed the laws. Didn't we deal with that in the spirit of prophecy, that he will say, I have changed the laws? So must there have been an attempt to keep Sunday by that stage? Yes. Is he reinforcing it? Yes. Were there calamities that led people to believe these things? We're just putting it into a biblical scenario. Which countries would be hardest hit? Those that had... The light Protestant countries. And rejected it. Mm -hmm. National apostasy will be followed by... National ruin. Interesting. 2025. The date in all probability will be set for the first stage of the externalization of the hierarchy. The present cycle from now until that date. Is she making that date prominent? Yes. What was the date in Beagle? 2025. What was the date in that movie clip? 2025. Uh, who runs Hollywood? <laughs> Jesuit. Jesuit theater. Fascinating. The present cycle from now until that date is called technically the stage of the forerunner. Mm -hmm. Forerunner to whom? Satan. Satan. It is preparatory in nature, testing in its methods. Are we being tested right now as to how far we can be pushed? Yes, how far they can put the control on us. And intended to be revelatory in its techniques and results. You can see, therefore, that Chohans, masters, initiates, world disciples, disciples and aspirants affiliated with the hierarchy. Excuse me. According to the statement from Alice A. Bailey, an official part of the ruling powers of this world are the People in the world involved in this issue and people in the governments talking to these entities? Yes. So there's communication between the demonic world? Uh, could these demons be saying there's coming an intervention we must prepare for it? Get your space wars ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're really talking conspiracies now. Yeah. Right? So I hope that all the sensitive people have tuned out <laughs> At this Put on the lads. Yes. You can therefore see the Chohans, the masters, the initiates. Where would you find initiates? In secret societies. Aha. Uh -huh. hmm. What do they call a person who leads, let's say, a Masonic Lodge? A master. A grand master. A grand master, even a worshipful master. Not just the word, worshipful master. Jesus says, call no one master. master. And you shall worship the Lord thy God and him alone. And here this man is called worshipful, worshipful. master. Shouldn't that ring a bell in every mind out there that is associated with secret societies? Shouldn't they run for their lives? Shouldn't they flee from them knowing that this is a demonic organization if they even dare to use terminology like that? Yep. But they don't see it. Initiates, world disciples, disciples and aspirants affiliated with the hierarchy. Affiliated. 
That means joined together with demonic forces. Sitting at one table. Are all at this time passing through a cycle of great activity. She continues, today human beings as a whole are so loudly invocative that the entire trend of the life of the hierarchy and its plans to date have been subjected to change. I'm glad God interferes every now and then. To postponement as far as certain interior and purely hierarchical determinations are concerned and to a hastening of certain plans which were slated, if I may use such a word, to take place several centuries later than this, but which, owing to the unexpected preparedness of humanity, can take place not prematurely, really, but securely in the fullness of time. <laughs> this is amazing. Of course, this is eyewash. Yeah. Satan knows the time frame exactly. But he's talking to his people as though, you know, this is going to go on forever. But because you are so beautifully brilliant, I've listened to many of these communications and the way he speaks. And uh, in the New Age movement, the Maitreya, my dear ones, my super intelligent ones, my this, my that, it's incredibly irritating. The terminology of fullness of time is also... That I was just going to comment on. I'm glad you noticed that too. The fullness of time. He knows the time frame. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about time frames and we certainly haven't made them long time frames. No. And 2025 is well within those time frames. All right. <clears throat> There's a little snippet left um, where he goes off, uh, continues forward, but that, that basically captures the gist of all the stuff. Um, but I did want you to go ahead and be able to, <clears throat> you know, hear them talking about that it's not just Bailey's writings. We just listened, you know, I just read you the snippet from 1871 from Albert Pike's uh, right up on the Third World War. We see these things happening. Now, now, I know this is hearsay. I understand that. Okay, but I'm telling you that the first time I read Three World Wars by Albert Pike, it was about 10 years ago. It was over 10 years ago. There was none of this stuff was going on. There weren't Muslims being imported into every single country and going into the borders and taking them over like they are today. None of that was happening back then. And now it is. All this stuff is, it's more than reading a newspaper. It is... It's it's mind-blowingly dramatic. It's amazing to see all this stuff happening. It is mind-blowing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So now, if that ain't weird and creepy enough for you, we're going to move into some more uh, weird and creepy end-time stuff to just kind of anchor ourselves in the fact that um, even though it may appear for those who have their eyes affixed to the things of the Middle East, to those of us who refuse to allow that to happen to us and and, and are, you know, because we know that, that the thief, <clears throat> the thief is not going to come um, where all the noise and lights are. 
Okay, the thief is going to sneak. He's going to have, you know, he's going to be face painted black, black, you know, uh, mask on, black, everything, black, 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 black. He's going to sneak in in the dark. He's going to come around the back way. He's going to come in the back window. He's going to completely surprise everybody. It's going to be like a snare. It's going to fry everybody's mind. We know that, and that's why we're not going to let them do sleight of hand to us. We're not going to say when they're going, look over there, look over there, look what Netanyahu's doing. No, 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 we're not. We're not. We're going to continue to look at the, the body of knowledge, all of the different events that have to do with the end times, and we're going to assess them. Where are we? Is, you know, our, and, and the thing that's really cool about doing this is that you really get a well-rounded understanding of how everything is progressing. It's not just... You know, and that also prevents you from doing what I do sometimes, which I hate, uh, is looking at that one thing that's the big thing, you know, the, you know, World War Three over in the Middle East and getting depressed because things don't seem to be moving as quickly as you think that they, that they ought to be. Happens to me all the time. That's because I think sometimes I take my eyes off the ball and I forget that there are other things that are just as important, absolutely humongous, major, and I, 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 I'm looking too much to my left. I need to look to my right. I need to look up. I need to look down. I need to look to the side and keep – and that's what we have to all make ourselves do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and talk about this strange respiratory illness that is affecting children so badly in uh, China right now. Hmm. Wow. Some really creepy stuff. China sees a surge in respiratory illnesses in children. The World Health Organization is asking China to provide. Now, so the WHO is already involved. So from a table talk exercise standpoint, uh-oh, dun-dun-dun, uh, to provide information on unexplained outbreak. And unexplained, oh, Jiminy Crickets, this is weird. How could it get, I mean, I can't believe this is happening. Wow, it's so, it's so unexplained. Outbreak of respiratory illnesses and pneumonia, particularly in children. Hospitals in multiple cities are reportedly overwhelmed. Please remember what I just read to you. Unexplained, outbreak, children, hospitals are overwhelmed. Wait until you hear this progress. The next one up. This is Chris Sky. We all know Chris Sky, and he's going nuts about the same thing. Let's listen to what he has to say as we progress forward through this, yeah, pre-planned mess. Thanks to oh, hold on a second. That's not what we want. Hold on. Try again. Try again. There. What's going on, everybody? This is going to be a big one. Remember how I told you that propaganda is fluid and they can literally change it in real time? And we went from COVID to climate change to the Israeli-Palestine war. And now that they have the ceasefire and Israel lost that propaganda war, they're going to have to switch again. So guess what you're going to start hearing about in the next couple of days? Well, you're going to hear about it from me first, of course. There's a new mystery viral outbreak in China right now. And it's almost exclusively targeting children. Remember when I told you 
They're going to try to reinvigorate a pandemic, and they're going to try to target the children because they know that's what's going to scare you. Well, now they're already calling for masks and already calling for restrictions back in China for this mystery virus that they're saying could be pneumonia. Now, I wonder why all these children would just suddenly have suppressed immune systems and be overwhelming hospitals with a normal virus that's there every year. I wonder if it's the mass vaccination campaign destroying everybody's immunity like it was meant to. So now watch. Because Israel lost the propaganda war and won't be able to continue their genocide right away, now they're going to try to bring back this COVID-like scare, pandemic-style scare, and try to reinvigorate mass restrictions all around the world, starting with China. This was told to us by ProMed. ProMed is the international organization that warned of SARS and warned of COVID-19 before any other agency in the world, including the WHO. This is not some fly-by-nighters. These are the people that they use to let you know when they're about to do shit, and they're doing shit. All right, praise God. So anyway, um, so there's that. We're going to keep on moving through this because it's a lot. All right, uh, uh, NPR reports, the World Health Organization has asked China for more information about rise uh, about a rise in illnesses and pneumonia clusters. Okay, so you've got it hitting. It's, it's all over the Internet right now, and it's growing uh, exponentially to multiple sources. Uh, I, I, all I can tell you is that when I put the right uh, words into my search, I add pages and uh, endless pages, I mean, really. All right, another uh, headline here from SIDRAP. Uh, pneumonia targets children in China outbreak. Undiagnosed pneumonia outbreak in China puts pressure on pediatric hospitals and prompts major questions. So they're all looking into it. Where did it come from? How could it be happening? What, what, is, what is this? You know, standard stuff. All right, they got to play it out to the as far as they can. Now, <clears throat> Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that to me. Okay, hold on just a second. All right, um, hold on. Hold on. I got to uh, I-O-N, enter. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah, all right. And then let me see here. I got to scroll in videos. There we go. All right, I'm going to play this for you. What you're about to hear is the actual tabletop exercise, which was supposedly sponsored by a combination of Johns Hopkins University and the Bill and Melinda Satanist Foundation. But I want you to hear it in play, okay? Remember when I said don't forget the part, remember, it was, it was in the very beginning, I said, folks, please remember, unexplained outbreak, respiratory illness, pneumonia, particularly in children, and hospitals and cities are overwhelmed. Okay? Good. Glad that you remember all that now. All right, now I'm going to play for you a live now, it's not happening this moment in time, but at the time that it was recorded, it was being recorded live. Let's listen to what – it's going to start out a little bit slow. Hang in there. Get yourself an espresso. All right? Don't fall asleep on me here. This is important. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, here we go.
in October. Together with the World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates Center didn't get to read it all. The fictional exercise does not predict or depict any actual occurrence. They only say that about eight billion times. 25 is spreading within 50 okay, countries. The total time. number of cases to date is estimated at 100,000. They're calling it Sears. S-E-E-R-S. Our goal today is to highlight some of the specific challenges that we as a global community can face in a future pandemic. Catastrophic contagion is a policy-focused tabletop aimed at national leaders. The scenario is meant to represent the types of challenges that we may face and not uh, be a prediction of any specific event. So our scenario, which is set in 2025, supposes that an international network called the Pandemic Corps has been established in collaboration with WHO and with participation by many countries. And with that, the exercise begins. I want to thank you all for coming on short notice. As you know, the World Health Organization is receiving urgent requests for guidance regarding the new enterovirus outbreak in Latin America. Early projections suggest that a severe pandemic is possible. The epidemic is not quickly contained. A newly developed PCR-based diagnostic is already in use at national public health laboratories in both countries under emergency authorization, but testing capacity remains severely limited. Because community transmission is currently limited to these two countries, some experts believe containment is still possible. So the question for our first discussion here in this group is should WHO recommend countries implement robust travel restrictions for Nueva Esperanza and San Rafael? And should WHO recommend closing schools in the affected areas of those countries? Recommended measures uh, should be driven by scientific evidence. So whatever needs to be done needs to be done in a way that can be done quickly but sustained. GNN will continue to follow the emerging health crisis. Sears 25 is now confirmed in 14 countries with more than 8,700 confirmed cases and 155 deaths reported worldwide. Wow. The pandemic core believes that there may still be a window of opportunity before Sears 25 becomes a pandemic. Wow. Should WHO recommend to countries that they voluntarily send public health specialists and responders to those countries most in need? Action needs to be taken at country level, and that needs to be enabled through a concerted global response that needs to massively scale up. There should be additional responders, but that should be combined with training of local people on scale. Plausibility of containment is very low. This is unfolding, it's evolving. So while it's Latin America focused heavily, we shouldn't forget the wider picture, expanding the tools, making them available and having a better sense of what's really going on elsewhere. But in San Rafael in particular, where we've got a problem, a political leadership problem as well. There is no substitute for political leadership. There is no substitute for national leadership. A rapid assessment that determines what kind of workers the country needs, health workers the country needs, is very important. It is likely that especially San Rafael, the health system is overloaded with other diseases. The well. health system so is overloaded. It's to help the country deal with existing problems as well. I think there's still a chance to try to contain it at source. 
Good afternoon, everyone. We have reconvened this committee in the setting of a substantially worsening pandemic. Oh, no. The Director General is seeking your input on what WHO should recommend regarding misinformation and disinformation that is now resulting in the deaths of many around the world. So many bad people the telling the truth. leaders are saying that misinformation about the potential vaccines on social media is undercutting trust in authorities. No way! Efforts ...to respond to the disease. Political leaders in San Rafael have not denounced the rumor. Should WHO take a position on this issue? Should WHO recommend that countries implement any of these aggressive actions or others to try to stem the spread of either mis- or disinformation? How far should governments be advised to go to try to handle Put them in FEMA camps! Beat them up! information, but not the executor of decisions about what should happen at a local level. Government should take responsibility. The government needs to say the truth to the population first. But I will oh, that don't ever happen. But others there is to, you know, counteract with facts. Throw them in a FEMA camp! Based on the evidence, the, the anthropology, the epidemiology of the disease we deal with. It is important to say we don't know. It's what we think. Today is March 20th, 2026, two months since the last meeting. The Sears 25 pandemic has been ongoing for more than six months now. This is the fourth meeting of the Emergency Advisory Board. GNN's Hassan Kamara gets us up to speed with the latest news. Experts tell us many countries with scarce healthcare and public health resources are facing tremendous challenges just providing basic health care and public health functions. Today, we will focus on the antiviral Extrandivir, which has demonstrated efficacy as a treatment for Sears 25. Extrandivir. Sounds just like remdesivir, today. doesn't it? Instant the first death. Option would prioritize Let's murder everybody. Then we don't have to get them healthy at all. The other option would allocate resources to countries with the necessary infrastructure already in place in order to make immediate use of the drug. Guided by the epidemiological situation in different countries rather than the capacity to purchase. Globally, I think it also needs to spend energy on convening the partners, the international partners, to ensure that option two countries are option one countries, right? So I think it's absolutely paramount that the countries who have the greatest need also have the infrastructure to administer it. We need a, a strong international health organization with power more power of coordination. More power. Let's take over the world. Let's drag everybody kicking and screaming out of their homes and throw them in FEMA camps. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. 15 million children! Or brain damage. Victims and their families are facing extremely uncertain futures. Estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. 20 million deaths, 15 million of them are children. Helpless millions are alive, but left with paralysis or brain damage. Helpless millions are alive, but they're left with paralysis or brain damage. Where do you suppose they got that from? Can you say the vaccine or the oh, 
I mean, really, when you think about it. <clears throat> well, you've heard it. I just, you know, I I heard it. I was going to read a little paragraph about it, but then I saw, saw the video and I saw how they progressed rapidly up to the um, 45 percentile of dead were children. The, so anyway, now you have a pretty good idea of what's coming our way. Don't you think it's just a little bit I don't know, what's the word? Weird or coincidental? What is the word? I don't know what it is. But isn't it interesting that they use the year 2025? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I refuse to lose it. I am not going to fall for that. I am not going to believe that. No, they didn't mean it. It was an accident. It was an absolute accident. There was no Alice Bailey, no, all this stuff happening, 2020, I don't know, Zeitgeist 20, I mean, come on. No way, no way. Okay, maybe. But anyway, here is our, our buddy, the Antichrist, and his little evil mass-murdering Nuremberg to whatever this entity is. Um, anyway, let's listen to them. After all, how could we not put, you know, icing on the cake? The work of the Biden administration, Dr. Fauci, we already have millions of kids around the country who have gotten vaccinated, which means that if you're still thinking about it, you know, get informed, talk to somebody you trust, your family doctor, your pediatrician, a school nurse, get more information about it. They'll tell you it's safe, it's effective. This is, uh, this vaccine is tailored for uh, kids and uh, then come on down and find a spot to get vaccinated. You can get it for free just by going to vaccine.gov. It'll tell you exactly where uh, you can go to get vaccinated and, um, you know, make sure to do it, as you said, for your kids, your entire family, as well as for the community at large. Yes. Because if we're not all suffering from brain damage, it's just not working the way it was intended to. Oh, for crying out loud. It just never ends. <clears throat> Next one up. More than 200, I just read this uh, earlier, Muslim men in Gaza have converted to Christianity after reportedly seeing Jesus in their dreams. Another headline up. Inside paper reports, North Korea tells Japan satellite launch <clears throat> that they are going to do a satellite launch as early as Wednesday. So again, uh, this is really important because it is believed, now this is rumor, um, could be propaganda, who knows. But it is believed that Russia, in their newfound um, camaraderie with North Korea, uh, you know, the enemy of my enemies, your friend or whatever, how that goes. But look, it is strongly believed that Russia has given uh, Kim Jong-un uh, all the technological stuff he needs to do hypersonic missiles and uh, satellite uh, guidance for his intercontinental stuff. Okay, so that's a very significant shift in the magnitude of the North Korean threat. Next one up. Haaretz, according to the pronunciation of the guy from the gray 
Uh, They call themselves the gray zone. Um, They reported on the Hannibal uh, protocol. Um, Anyway, Haaretz uh, says a month and a half after the war began, someone in Israel needs to realize that another attack and more force in the West Bank will only increase the anger and the frustration amongst another generation of Palestinians. So the conclusion of this Haaretz article is that Israel has nothing to gain by bulldozing over homes and arresting mass arrests of Palestinians in the West Bank, uh, you know, which has arguably nothing to do with, you know, the whole Hamas thing. And uh, it's just it's totally out of control. I don't like I said, the politics of it all. I don't care. I'm a citizen of heaven. I just want to go home. I just want to go home as soon as possible. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. November the 20th, Biden uh, says that the hostage deal is nearing. Uh, Two projectiles from Gaza trigger Tel Aviv uh, sirens. So, you know, again, it's still a war zone. Israeli forces seize 150 dead bodies from Al-Shifa morgue cemeteries in Gaza. Another report says Russia and China de-dollarization. Russia and China de-dollarization is almost complete, according to the Deputy deputy, uh, Prime Minister. Moscow and Beijing have almost phased out Western currencies in trade, which is set to exceed $200 billion this year alone. So that's a very significant shift. And uh, wait until Saudi Arabia gets involved in BRICS and all the other countries because they're just beginning to ramp this up. And, uh, yeah, it's going to collapse. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Going underground, the gray zone, and the Hannibal Directive evidence. I'm going to leave that up, up here. I do not have – oh, okay, the full interview is on Rumble. I'm not going to play it. You're already familiar with it. I played a snippet of it the other uh, show, a couple of sh- handful of shows ago, uh, just so that you could hear. Now, look, I'm not affiliated with the gray zone. I don't know any of these guys. And as far as I can tell, none of them have any biases whatsoever. They are simply reporters. They're actually real reporters, which we see very, very rarely nowadays. Next one up. Israel lashes out at Palestine leaders who call question about the narrative. Let's go ahead and listen to this uh, 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 media outlet uh, commentary. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has hit back at Palestinian authorities after they pointed to an Israeli media report which referenced the police source stating that the IDF had accidentally contributed to the casualties of the supernova music festival attack by Hamas on October 7th. The Israeli police preliminary investigation proved that Israeli helicopters bombed Israeli citizens who participated in the music festival on October 7th, meaning that Israel caused extensive destruction in the area. Following this event, the Hannibal Protocol was activated, allowing the occupation's police and military to kill everyone. Therefore, the ministry believes that the revelations of this investigation cast doubt on the Israeli reports regarding the destruction and killings that occurred in the area. Today, the Palestinian Authority spokesman in Ramallah said something utterly preposterous. It denied that it was Hamas that carried out the horrible massacre at the Nature Festival near Gaza. It actually accused Israel of carrying out that massacre. This is a complete reversal of truth. Abu Mazen, who in the past has denied the existence of the Holocaust, today is denying the existence of the Hamas massacre. 
Well, the background to those remarks. The Haaretz Israeli Daily quoted an anonymous police source claiming the IDF could be responsible for some of the casualties of the festival. According to a police source, the investigation also indicates... Uh, I'm not going to get into all that. You've heard it before, whatever. And, of course, it's going to be he said, she said, whatever. We all know exactly why this happened. We all know that the signal intelligence of, of, uh, of uh, the Mossad and the IDF people that are hired full-time to monitor what's going on in Gaza, they don't make mistakes. Untold numbers of reports from IDF officers that they did warn over a year ago of this attack. And they were blown off. Nobody paid any attention. Sort of like Pearl Harbor. And the uh, radar detecting the Japanese fleet moving towards Pearl Harbor. When they reported it, it was rejected. But, you know, people's memory for history is, uh, well, not especially good. Next one up. Al-Shifa Hospital partially destroyed. Israel's forces attacked the Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza and destroyed parts of it. This is after CNN and several other, other media outlets had gone over there and gotten given hand tours. Follow me. And they opened doors and showed them everything because the, they wanted to see evidence that Hamas had built, <clears throat> you know, tunnel systems under the hospital. They wanted to see anything to show us something. Well, they couldn't. Simple as that. Um, the IDF was unable to show CNN, unable to show uh, the BBC any information at all that indicated that there was a Hamas threat ever in the hospital. But, hey, you know, everything just continues to move forward as always. All right, and, 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 you know, to, to me, it's just I'm at the point right now where I really just don't even I so I, I don't want this to sound wrong, but I so don't care. I j all I'm all I care about is Jesus coming, barley harvest, first fruits, World War Three going hot, big fat spaceship in the sky and us getting out of here. That's it. The rest of this is just noise. I'm already praying for the lost. So when I see those reports that say 2,000, you know, uh, you know, Gaza men or men and women were saved by Jesus because he showed up in dreams and visions, I'm saying, hallelujah, I'm dancing around in my bedroom. I am like going, praise Jesus. That's the stuff that I care about. The rest of this is part of a narrative, a narrative that talks about when we are leaving. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We are not from here, and we are not staying here. Next one up. Hezbollah has destroyed Israel Brannett barracks. Okay, so these are the kinds of reports that we were hearing coming from the leadership of Iran that said made very poignant and very clear comments and said, if there is an attack of this magnitude, then that will trigger war. Well, these attacks are happening. They are of the magnitude of what supposedly was supposed to trigger war, and nothing has happened. Now, does it have anything to do with the prisoner exchange? I have no idea. And quite honestly, I really just don't. I'm watching. The only thing I'm watching for right now, I'm watching for it to go hot. 
I want to see Turkey say, that's it, we're going in. I want to see Jordan and Oman and all these countries get together and say, we're going in, we're going in, that's it, we've had enough. That's what I want to see. I want to see World War III. I want to see the the Jets attack Fordow. All these things, these are very, 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 very humongously important, humongously important. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, because it's going to jettison us forward uh, and get us much, much closer to our departure. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 17 hostages comprising 13 Israelis and four foreign nationals have been released by Hamas. And I could play the little blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing, you know, but I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not that interesting. Trust me. I listened to it earlier. All right. IPS says it received a list of Palestinian prisoners to be freed in exchange for for another, for a third group of hostages. So um, there are actually reports coming from various authorities. Authorities making statements such as we sure hope the ceasefire lasts longer than they projected because, uh, you know, things are going really good and we want to keep them going good. We want to get more, uh, you know, aid in there and um, and and button things up a little bit because uh, we we know what the threat is afterward. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Iran backed Iraqi militia says it joins uh, truce with Israel and will reduce attacks on the United States forces. So again, um, you might say, well, this is really big deal, whoop-de-doo, and all that kind of stuff. No, not really. All they're saying is we're going to hold off on shooting missiles and scuds and whatever at your bases in Syria or Iraq until they trade all the people they're going to trade and the war starts again. All right, next one up. Gaza war inflicts humiliating defeat on Israel's exposure, I'm sorry, on Israel, exposes nature of regime supporters, according to the Iran Army chief. Okay, and it says this chief commander of the Iranian army says the weeks-long Israeli onslaught on the besieged Gaza Strip inflicted a humiliating defeat on Tel Aviv. Now, what he is referring to Before you write that off as propaganda, what he's actually referring to is what we've been monitoring down under, okay? There are released transcripts of IDF soldiers who are moving little by little, foot by foot, to try to take out Hamas in the tunnels, and they are afraid. It is very, very serious and very horrific. All right, next one up. Tens of thousands march in Tel Aviv to voice their anger against Netanyahu. And boy, are these crowds huge, man. I mean, they are humongous. All right, another one. Protesters worldwide call for permanent ceasefire in Gaza to end the Israeli crimes, they call them. All right, praise God. Now, listen to this. This is a report about all of the um, uh, volcanoes that are popping off. So we were going to touch upon a myriad of different apocalyptic subjects this evening just to kind of keep ourselves keyed in on the portfolio of the end time stuff so we don't get caught by the sleight of hand problem, which, of course, the reptilians love it when we do that. All right. So just so you know. At this time, 
We are dealing. Oh, did I not grab the total? Oh, I'm so dagnabbit. Really? Oh, fiddle faddle. So I think it was something to the tune of about 42 volcanoes that are currently in the process of erupting. One in Armenia, Bangladesh, Bulgaria, Canada, Chad, Ecuador, French Polynesia, Gaza Strip. Has Gaza, Really? Oh, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. My bad, my bad, my bad. I digress. I digress. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let let me start again. These are active protests that are taking place across the world. This isn't the volcano one. Armenia, Bangladesh, Bulgaria, Canada, these are all, all these countries are having massive protests about Israel. Knock it off, Israel. You're killing everybody over there. Stop doing that. We all have... You see what I'm saying? Chad, Ecuador, French Polynesia, Gaza Strip, Germany, Ghana, Guatemala, Hungary, India, Indonesia, Iran, Italy, Madagascar, Mexico, Montenegro, Mozambique, Netherlands, Pakistan, Panama, Peru, Portugal, South Africa, South Korea, Spain, Syria, Tunisia, and the Ukraine. Oh, wait a minute. United Kingdom and the West Bank. That's your list of cities as of now. Could have changed since I copied it into the show notes. But at the time... This was the list of cities that have active protests against Israel. That is a lot. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. UFO disclosure is a major issue in the United States Congress. All right, and I'm double-checking here. Um, hmm. Okay, so let let me see here. I gotta. I can't believe I did this two times in a row. That's what happens when I get distracted. All right, hold on just a second. This is important enough. Um, what is the? They have a nickname. There's a nickname, and it's called UDAP or something like that. Yeah, it's U A P D A. All right, let me see if I can find it. U A P D A. Oop, I might have got it. Wait, hold on. Uh-oh. Nah. Okay, hold on. I'm not finding it, and that is not good. Okay, let me take this out. The search keyword. We'll go ahead and reverse and see if we can go back to the main thing here. Um, UAP disclosures of, let me see if this is it. Come on. Oh, these are the key takeaways. That's not it. Rats. Rats, rats, and double drats. Okay, here i got to focus my eyes. Really, really, really. Catastrophic contagion. Uh, POI alerts. Gaza. Alien technology would take the Pentagon. This might be it. Hold on. This could be it. It is. We were denied access to the skiff, and so to my knowledge, what's going to happen now is not only do we have the support of the chairman, but um, they're going to... Okay, just so you didn't, as she was chitter-chattering, she said, and we were denied access to the skiff. That's important to take note of. What that means is they're upset because all the good stuff is getting talked about in the skiff. All right. And they're not happy about it. All right. Now, what what is this all about? UFOs. 
and the people that are involved and the lawmakers that are involved are starting to get frustrated. That's putting it lightly, by the way. All right, here we go. I get a nice letter from Congress, and as you heard, Representative Ogle said, if we're denied, we're going to use the Holman rule. We'll defund the position. And I was told by leadership that it was blocked by the intelligence community, not the intelligence committee, but the intelligence community. And that is a very chilling effect. If you, if you, someone can reach through the veil of government and pierce it to the point of we do not have access to something, you've got to start asking yourself who the hell's in control. And, and I think it'd be wise for you all to start looking at some financial disclosures of some of those corporations, some of the people who do the stonewalling in this town. And that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to start talking to people. We're going to start naming names. I want you to think about this. Think about this, that something with the capabilities of traveling light years, not showing uh, a heat signature, and the energy capabilities of that, that would put the Pentagon out of business. We wouldn't be fighting these worthless wars overseas over oil, and American boys and girls wouldn't be dying. It would put the war pigs out of business, and they'd have to go somewhere else, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. All right. All right, so here's this next sound that you're about to hear is what ought to echo in your head as you ask yourself, will they be told the the whole story? Okay, three, two, one. No. No, absolutely not. They will never be told the whole story. As a matter of fact, oh, well, I'm not going to get into all that. Here's a little thing that was written up about this. If the UAPDA gets killed, the anti-disclosure faction of the Department of Defense will feel emboldened. Expect them to hire another Dr. Kilpatrick-like director. Secondly, the ICIG may feel less compelled to reveal much to Congress in the skiff. Less compelled. Let me tell you something, folks. They ain't telling them diddly. They're giving them just enough to make them go, hmm. But they're not telling them, squat. The time for the Congress to be vocal is now. And, of course, this particular person tags everybody and their brother do something about it. Do something about it. And, it, you know, it quotes different documents and acts and stuff, you know, and why they need to be, you know, communicating all this information. It's, it's a, you know, it's just, a, just wrong. It's just downright wrong. They need to tell us everything. <laughs> no. Ain't never going to happen. Key takeaways. The overall intention of the UD, uh, UAPDA is to centralize information related to the uh, unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Hasn't that changed names like a gazillion times? Increase public transparency around the government's knowledge of UAP and further open avenues of scientific research on the topic. The UAPDA is supported by a bipartisan group of senior senators spearheaded by Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like ah, sometimes you know you you just share things and you read them and you you just realize it's all it's all interesting theater, but it's not going to change anything. <clears throat> Next one up. 
Latest UFO sightings headlines. India reports UFO alert on Impala Airport. Mysterious object in the skies halts flights and sparks intrigue. Looky up there. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a UAP. And who's that looking out the window? Chuck Schumer. Supreme Court to consider January 6th defendants' cases challenging charges. So now, not as if it didn't take them long enough. It took them, in my opinion, about a year longer than it should have. But I sure hope that they do what they should do, do what they were hired to do, appointed to do, and fix the problem. But anyway, you know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Next one up. China's Zhongzhi Bank declares severe insolvency, it says. China's major shadow bank, Zhongzhi, declares severe insolvency, in quotes, with a $36 billion shortfall. Hey, Frank, where'd you put it? I don't know. I think I gave it to Sally last. I, I feel like I'm watching, you know, it's a, you know, a, a rerun of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, where did you put the, uh, you know, the uh, the deposit? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I left it at the bank. I don't know. I had this little ring on my finger and at least like 36 billion. Hey, look, at least it's not the nine trillion that uh, Donald Dumsfeld came up and told everybody he lost when they gave it. You know where they gave it, dude, don't you? It went to the black ops. It went to unacknowledged special access programs. The very same thing that they want to hear in the skits. They want to hear about in the skits. But nobody's going to tell them. They're not going to tell them about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, and hundreds of incredible trillion-dollar deep underground military bases absolutely jam-packed, overflowing with, uh, you know, halls of horror, missing children. Alien beings, uh, laboratories for creating uh, hybrids and horrible things that they're doing down there. No, 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 they're never going to show all that stuff. The closest you're ever going to get to see of any of that stuff is going to be a cameo scene out of the movie Independence Day. That's it. Uh, anyway, Fight Club with a dress code, mass exodus of retirement announcements rocks Congress. This is very, very interesting. But right now, and by the way, this is only a snapshot in time. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 lawmakers that just in November alone have announced they are not going to renew. Okay, that makes me feel like they know something. I wonder what that could be. But I don't know. And so we continue forward. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Kim Jong-un reveals satellite photos of the United States bases in Hawaii, South Korea, and to various state media organizations. And he's got that big, goofy... uh, Does he look in the mirror and practice that face? I mean, does he have any idea how absolutely – I'm not even going to go – just like I got to flip – let me flip my mouth. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it anymore. Okay, another headline up. Three more airline passengers simultaneously freak out. She's possessed. She needs help. Now, look, folks, I could play this 
and and you would hear her screaming in the background a little bit. Um, but you know, it's not all that exciting. I mean, the woman's screaming bloody murder because some guys are trying to remove her from the plane, and everybody's screaming, well, she's possessed, she's possessed. The passenger's freaking out during the Frontier Airlines flight and all this kind of stuff. And she is, I mean, screaming bloody murder. Ah! You know, just going nuts. Um, and this is all over the Internet. It's all, I mean, I don't see how anybody could not have seen it by now, but for sure, uh, it is all over the place. And there's more and more of these events occurring where people are literally walking like they're demon possessed on the top of the um, chairs and stuff, like a spider across all the chairs and over the top of people, and they're growling and snarling and making all kinds of demonic noises. Folks, I, I'm I'm here to tell you, I'm, I don't even want to leave my house. <laughs> Serious. Is a, I'm not joking. It's a mess out there. Praise God. Next one up. Australia lays groundwork to ban cash and mandate digital passport for internet access. And again, they have our everybody's favorite guy. Yeah, Bill Gates. The WEF infiltrated Australian government is laying the groundwork to ban cash from society with a manda- with uh, and mandate social media passports to clamp down on online freedoms, according to a news report from Australia. Essentially, it will work the same as a passport, said the Today Show reporter. Australians will be forced to submit 100 points of identification like their driver's license and their passport and use social media sites like Facebook and Twitter. I'm like, what? 100 points of identification? That's going to be like really impossible to do. Anyway, I, I, I'm so sick of that stupid subject. CBDCs, digital IDs, FEMA camps, folks, Are they real? Yes, they're real. Are they everywhere? Yes, they are. Are there unbelievable amounts of mass graves that have been pre-dug for nuclear war in the United States? Absolutely there are. I mean, my goodness gracious, folks, have we been paying attention for the last 12 years? Have we? Maybe some of us are relatively new to the things that are happening out there. Maybe we are. And maybe we're not as aware of these things as we ought to be. Maybe we're still in a state of shock. Maybe we are. And you know what? I, I don't blame you if you're if you're in a state of shock and you just recently woke up to some of the you know, to this large collection of, you know, really bad apocalyptic things that are happening around the world. And I feel sorry for you. Um but I but I feel I feel sorry for you, but I feel happy for you. I feel sorry for you because you're getting hit at the last minute with a ton of stuff that's very alarming and extremely difficult to digest or believe. Um, I feel happy for you because you have a shot at getting out of here. As long as you divorce yourself from churchianity and seek Jesus with all of your heart between you and him and our father but you've got to get all the churchianity got to get out of your way it's got to be between you jesus and our father 
because you don't got a lot of time to be dorking around with the shenanigans of churchianity. Okay? So you are very, very blessed because you took the red pill. You're probably in a state of shock, a little horrified, but you've opened the most wonderful door of opportunity that the that our eternity and the love of our Lord Jesus for us could have ever opened. There is no human. There is no format. There is no electronic website. There is no place in the world that you could go to get the information that you need to be ready. And if you have been awakened, what a blessing. Because you still got time to seek the Lord. You still got time to fall in love with God. You still got time to to throw yourselves into the arms of Jesus. Become utterly obsessed with all things of the kingdom. And that is a mighty blessing. Next one up. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 captured by unknown forces. Okay, now... I covered this on uh, a couple of shows ago where a couple of guys said, you know, I don't know who they were, scientists or something. I don't know how they got the data. But they analyzed video data of Malaysian Airlines 370, and they were able to see these three orbs, O-R-B-S, otherworldly orbs, rotating around the jet as the jet descended and then leveled off. And then suddenly a very brilliant flash of light occurred, and the jet disappeared. I told people the day that it happened that it was the aliens that took the jet. That's what I said. And now all of a sudden, here we are, how many years later? And they're all coming out and saying, the aliens took the jet. Monkeypox outbreak in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Over 12,500 cases, 581 deaths. Oh, ow. Says the World Health Organization update. Monkeypox. DRC. In progress. Wow. Never seems to come to an end now, does it? Just seems to keep on getting worse. Don't, and keep your eyes on that Sears thing because that looks like that's the next really big, gigantic one. Did you notice the time? Again, the time. What's up with 2025, 2025, 2025, 2025? Think about this. They're talking about they, – they've already talked about it. I'm just repeating the obvious, okay? But it merits repeating so we're all harmonized in our thought. Please do not forget that these entities have already signed up Pretty much the majority of the major countries out there, and they've all signed everybody up for the treaties. Now, now originally, it was just a World Health Organization Satanic Treaty. But then they said, well, as long as we're going to do the World Health Organization Satanic Treaty, why don't we do the United Nations Satanic Treaty? And we'll merge them all together and make one big, super evil uh murderous, slaughtering, satanic, filthy agreement that would give us the power to horrifically, uh, horrifically end the lives of as many people as possible. And that's essentially what they did. So they're still in the process of getting all this stuff ratified, but really when you think about it, is the end result. 
and uh, you know, and there's a couple of different end, end results depending on your perspective. But I'm I'm focusing on the one that I, I'm talking about end time stuff, specifically biblical, specifically us leaving the earth, specifically that stuff. Okay, and when and, and so what am I talking about? I'm talking about 2025. What do we know that we have now that we did not have before? What happened to the people in Australia that happened that didn't happen to the rest of the world? They drug them away and put them in FEMA camps. So, and now I can't go a day anymore without seeing um, the big blue buildings that go on as far as the eye can see in China. The white uh, FEMA camp buildings uh, that they have built here in the United States of Babylon the Great for us. So when they impose this WHO, United Nations, combined treaty of force against your will, the end of habeas corpus, the institution of the NDAA for 2012, the complete obliteration of all things, Bill of Rights and uh, Constitution, which really doesn't exist now anyway, but whatever. It, it makes people feel happy to think that it actually does exist when it really doesn't. <clears throat> this is um, – they're building these facilities. I've seen the photographs. They're absolutely humongous. They're going to put us in there. I'm not joking you. This is very serious. This is deadly serious. That is, if you care about life on Earth. I don't. Now, now, let me be clear. Do you think for a moment that I wish they would come and get me and drag me away and throw me into a tiny little, you know, five-by-five five room somewhere with, you know, some, you know, no. I, I'm not. I haven't lost my mind. The point I'm trying to make is to try to keep things in perspective, okay? And, and it's very, very hard to do that. It's very hard to do that because our perspective is always myopic. We are human beings. Human beings use myopic vision, which means we look at our little – like right now. Here I sit. Here's a little remote control for the soundboard, okay? To my left is my cell phone. I got a power mute mic thing, which I hope doesn't break because it costs a small fortune. Um, I don't want to replace it. Uh, I've got my keyboard right here. My mouse is on my right. I've got my uh, herbal sleeping pills nearby queued up. I'm going to make sure that I don't take them too soon because that would be very bad. I don't want to fall asleep. Um, you know, but my myopically speaking, I... My eyes right now are focused on this very, very small area of the Golden JIB Studios. I'm not looking up at the clock on the wall. I'm not looking to see where the doggies are. I, none of that. I'm not you know, secretly communicating with a chat messenger to somebody that's you know, over in Australia. Or no, no, none of that. I'm talking into the microphone, and I'm very myopic. Myopic means we're very focused on this teeny, weeny, 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 itty bitty little area of our lives. So, if I was myopic in regard to those FEMA camps, do I want to be drug away? No. The point I'm trying to make is I'm not a narcissist. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to be hurt. I would love to believe that God would graciously, I know the words in the Bible, are we greater than our master and all that other stuff. Yes, I get it. I understand it. I understand it. But I'm not, But it's just not going to be how it pans out. Every one of us are not going to be nailed to a cross upside down like Peter. 
Every one of us are not going to have, you know, uh, 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 you know um, Rome uh, decapitated us like Paul. It's just not going to be how it goes down. Not all of us, thank you, Jesus, are going to get dropped into a vat of boiling oil. Hallelujah! That's something I really wouldn't want to have, do, have done to me. But look at what they're doing. Look at what they already practiced doing. If they're already practicing putting people into FEMA, into these tiny little um, quarantine rooms in Australia, well, well, then what are all these gigantic cities of quarantine rooms? Do you think they're joking about dragging us out of our houses and throwing us in these little FEMA camps? No, they're not joking. They mean it. How soon is this stuff going to start happening? Next month? When's this Chinese pneumonia thing that's breaking out right now, when's that going to hit here? Is it really going to be 2025 or is it going to get here earlier? Wait a minute. It's almost almost the end of November right now. If we look at the timeline of COVID, pretty much indicates, I don't know. I mean, what what do we know? What do we know? We don't know nothing. We don't know what the timeline is. We don't know how fast they're going to allow it to ramp up. We don't know if they're going to scare the heck out of everybody, which would be smart on their part. You know, being the entities that they are, it would do them well to scare people in a progressive manner. The more horrified they make people. See, instead of letting it explode and just blow across the Internet, blow across the world at exceedingly high speeds, almost like a surprise thing, that wouldn't benefit them very well. What would truly benefit their goal would be to um, to allow it to get more and more horrible slowly, to let the other countries know that their children are going to die long before it gets there. They need to let the other countries know that 75% of the kids who get it are going to die. They need to horrify everyone. You think the fights that broke out in the Walmarts and the twisty treats or whatever, you know, because somebody wasn't wearing their mask, you think those things were like, ah, that looks terrible to me. I don't want to be, you know, please don't punch me. I don't want to, you know. Oh, you got nothing. You got no idea. If it's anything at all, like the, Sears outbreak in that tabletop exercise and they ramp it up slowly and announce to the world that three quarters of the children who get it die. When that starts spreading to another country, it's going to be really bad, folks. It's going to be really bad. The things that we learned from this last event They're not going to be relevant. What they're about to unleash upon us is going to be so horrible. It's going to scare people so badly. So badly. And they are going to put people in those FEMA camps. Simple as that. 
If you say no, oh, I'm going to say no. I don't. I'm a, I'm a no vaxer. I'm an anti vaxer. I'm a never vaxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I am. And you know what? All you're going to hear when you say you're an anti vaxer, all you're going to hear is this on the front of your house. Go away. I'm an anti vaxer. Go away. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, Anyway, but, you know, I think by now it's reasonable to assume that the vast majority of folks that have taken the number of milligrams of a red pill that we have are well aware that this is very real. And they mean it. They really, really mean it. Right now, there's videos all over the internetosphere of people filming the code words for the insects in our food. The code words. Like what they do is if it's um, if it's a particular beetle, they put like H809 in the list of ingredients. Well, if you don't know that H809 is the, you know, the antenna of a particular beetle from the, you know, Amazon jungle, well, then too bad. You're going to eat beetle antennas. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, it's gotten that bad. And yes, I am blown away, mind-numbed, stupefied, flipped out, disoriented, dismayed, whatever Bible term you want to call it, that we're still here. I can't believe it. And yes, it is just that dark. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And it's quarter. It's uh, 15 minutes after the hour. And what I want to do is jump up to uh, a, um, a, a part of the show notes that has a little bit more uh, flavor, we'll say, uh, to... Um, the things that are happening across the world right now. Um, so don't don't forget, we're going to be eating bugs. Don't forget, we're on the edge of a cyber blackout on the power grid. When's that going to happen? We don't know. When's that going to happen? We don't know, but we know it's coming. We know it's coming. We know the next pandemic is coming. We know the 15-minute city chaos continues. We know about central bank digital currencies. We know about the Fed now that is that was released and piloted in July of this year. Where are they at with it now? When's it going to show up? When are we going to wake up and realize that nothing is working and we're going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, digital ID, digital ID. Oh, you got to sign up for your digital ID. Fame can't. Quarantine center. And, yes, I do have an active volcano list. And, yes, Papacata Petal, our favorite, is on there. Praise God. So um, I could go over this list, but it would just take me a long time, and it's just, you know. But I'll just let you know, Papacata Petal is still bubbling. Bubble, 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 bubble. So anyway, it's exciting. We're close, folks. The thing is that everything is just, like, on fire. Everything's on fire now. So remember, we got the, the Pacific Northwest Tsunami Megaquake. That's just ca- the Cascadia Subduction Zone event, and we know that it is going to happen any time. We also have reason to believe, but not certainty, that another major earthquake will almost certainly occur in California 
Whether it's before or after the Cascadia tsunami megaquake, I don't know. But when you listen to the prophecies and the dreams and the visions, it does appear to be two separate major quakes. All right. Also, we got the uh, the report of a cosmic object, some type of an asteroid, hitting the back of the sun and causing major power grid outages on Earth. Shrugging my shoulders, but it has been reported, so we keep it on the list. We'll see. We also know about major showers, major meteor showers occurring and slamming <clears throat> into the United States, causing major oil and gas fires going from Texas all the way up into Virginia. So that's pretty significant, and it makes sense, too, because meteors would be coming at the Earth from a particular direction, and to have the meteors slamming into the United States and no other country necessarily is makes a lot of sense from a, tra from a trajectory analysis standpoint. All right, praise God. We also know that the global financial collapse, the collapse of the petrodollar, okay, is well in progress. The uh, uh, real estate market is now sitting at over two, two trillion in derivatives debt. That makes the debt of 2008 look like a bad day playing go fish. All right, the next one up, war in North Korea, sinking of the, the United States aircraft carrier. So we know that's queued up. A direct missile attack on and foreign troops on American soil. We have no idea when that's coming because it depends on who you listen to. Some say it's pretty soon. Some say it's not for a while. So we don't know. We'll just put that on there. Heck, I don't know, Shelf. The next one up is direct missile attacks and foreign troops on American soil. Again, that's very closely related to the prior one. Uh, then, of course, the Israel jets launched two tactical nukes into the Iran Fordow centrifuge facility, where they are supposedly at this time um, enriching uranium at 87.1%, which is naughty, naughty, pants on fire. Next one up is uh, major man-made biological attacks and pandemics that kill millions. So, again, what does that mean? Well, we just heard what the next one, the Sears one, is supposed to be like, and they did use the millions word. The next one up is a civil war and unrest and martial law. Well, when does that happen? Does Trump get elected in 2024? Then does Trump disappear somehow? We don't really know, but what we do know is what will cause a major Civil War event, World War III Civil War event, <clears throat> in this country. And then that would lead to martial law and a lockdown like this country has never seen before. And you think people are going to get taken, you're going to be like, wow, look at all those people getting taken to the FEMA camps. Wait until the Civil War outbreak. Libya launches a nuclear-tipped missile into Israel. That's right out of the Ceremony vision. Gog and Magog invasion kills 2 million people in Israel. That could happen a minute now. Massive increase in volcanoes, chaos, mayhem, riots. Well, we kind of see all this happening right now. Several major cities are nuked from the ground. Russian, Chinese, and North Korea attacks on American soil. When does that happen? Who knows? Uh, one or more major cata uh, cataclysmic events with global impact <clears throat> 
possibly earthbound. Again, this is a highly speculative. Red skies as a 24-hour warning prior to the meteor hitting off the coast of Puerto Rico, which causes the great earthquake that occurs in Ezekiel 38, verse, I think it's 19, and Revelation 6, uh, verse 12, which kicks off the, uh, the day of the Lord. Double mega tsunami wiping out the east coast of the United States and other countries. That's because the meteor, when it hits, causes the La Palma volcano to collapse. So you have a double mega tsunami. So for any of you who have listened to both of uh, Sarah Manet's visits clumped into one show and paid real close attention and took notes, you know it's coming. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and play the um, Dr. David O'Rourke. Um, hold on just a second. Uh, war is coming to South Korea. Okay, so there it is. I'm going to go ahead and play this. Um, squinting my eyes, and okay, it's only two minutes and sixteen minutes, or two sixteen. And I'm going to go ahead and play that right now uh, because, folks, we can sit here and talk about second suns. We can sit here and talk about neutrinos. We can sit here and talk about the magnetic effect of a failed yellow dwarf star or a brown dwarf. Minus 273 degrees Fahrenheit. We could talk about the fact that they have a Lucifer attachment on the Vatican Bat Telescope, so they're able to see infrared. We could talk about the fact that when the um, magnetosphere, the neutrino-based heliosphere of the sun gets disturbed, one of the things that happens is the core of the Earth slows down. When the core of the Earth slows down, guess what happens? Volcanoes start to pop off like crazy. Pop a cotta petal, pop a cotta petal. Are you following along? I hope that you are because these are all interlinked. Planet X is not one planet. It's not. It's a solar system. Okay, so when you go on Google or you go on DuckDuckGo and you type in two suns and you look at the images, you're going to be busy a long time. Very important. Very important to understand that you're dealing with five to seven orbiting planets, and they're not devoid of life. And what's coming are bad. They're very bad. So when the Pope comes out on Sol Invictus at that magical moment in time where he waves his hands over the crowds, Christmas night, he's not waving at the crowd. He's waving at their buddies. Because it is when the Pleiades and the dog star Sirius crest over the uh, horizon. These are the hosts of heaven that Jeroboam's friends went on the rooftop to give, uh, you know, drink offerings and things to. Not talking about, the Bible's not talking about, you know, that they were up there worshiping uh, planets and stars and things like that. It has nothing to do with nothing. Fallen angels. Fallen angels. These are evil entities. And they're waving to them because they're coming with their God, Lucifer. Now, it's not that Lucifer doesn't make regular cameos, because he does. 
He does. He stops in all the time. He has conversations with them. He tells them this, that, or the other thing, you know, yada, yada, yada. Just like Walter Weith was talking about, he stops at almost all the Brotherhood of Saints and major events. He is heavily involved in what's going on in the world right now. Heavily involved. Heavily involved. Very heavily involved. Make no mistake. When he shows up at these, at these satanic events, he shows up very much looking like that man who played the part of Lucifer in the Fox television series with the same title. He shows up as a very good-looking man. It's not until you're doing things with him that you wished you hadn't, which would be everything for me, but maybe for some others. But um, according to the testimony of those who, you know, met him in person and did things with him, they later regretted, um, the entity turns back into its normal appearance during the event. And I'm going to leave it at that because, you know what, I got to go to sleep tonight. I don't want to be thinking about that creepy stuff. You should be able to fill in the blanks by now. But anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and listen to this testimony of, and I'm watching my time here a little bit, because you know what, at this point, we've really touched just about upon, not everything, just about, but let's go ahead and listen to this. This is right around the corner, folks. What's going to kick off the Iran event? You thought about that at all? I do. I don't care about, listen, I don't want to sound insensitive, okay, because I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not. In fact, I'm probably way overly sensitive for this job. To the point of a fault. Now, all that being said, the stuff that is happening over there is absolutely beyond horrible. Beyond horrible. Okay? Now, but I am looking for the big event. Why? Because the big events lead to our departure. That is critical. Sitting here and debating over, you know, what happens to the grape harvest in Revelation chapter 14 and, you know, who who are, you know, uh, who are all the players in the great tribulation and how come the people have the seal of God on their head and didn't get stung by the, I, I, you know what, at the end of the day, yeah, it is interesting, it is interesting, you can talk about it if you want to, if you want to spend thirty nine ninety five for the DVD set that Pastor so-and-so did, go for it, but me, I'm focusing on the prize. And in theory, that prize, I hope, and boy do I hope, is going to exempt us from getting thrown in to those FEMA camps. Hopefully you're following along with what I'm talking about. Because we are to be praying always to be counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man at the wedding supper. That's where it's at. Okay, it's not just some random place in heaven. So pray with me, because our scripture tells us, and I believe it, like I said, even to a fault. Hmm, what's that doing there? That's weird. 
It says right here, Mark eleven twenty three. Have faith in God, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, in faith, believe that, it, that you will have it, and it will be yours. Okay? You also have Matthew eighteen nineteen. This is a big one, I think, real big. Jesus said, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I, for one, will not let these promises go. Okay? Not letting them go. I'm standing on them. And it says, if any two of us, you know, well, we're on earth, right? So we qualify. So all of us just take a second, just for now, take a moment and pray with me, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, please, we pray that you will count us worthy. Father, please, we have a contrite spirit and we admit we are, on, we are not worthy. We know as a fact. We are not worthy. We know that we're not worthy. But in accordance with your scripture and your holy word, Lord Jesus, it says that we should pray always to be counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth. Please count us worthy. Whatever it is in our hearts that needs to change behaviors, feelings, closeness to Jesus, prayer time, whatever. Help us to change it. Draw us in closer so that we are overwhelmed, overwhelmed by your presence. Count us worthy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here goes the uh, Dr. David O'Rourke going back, I think, all the way. I'm not sure for sure. Man, it says 2017, so maybe that was the date that he actually – but let's go ahead and play it. Here it goes. Hey, man, uh, Senior Bishop Joanne, the Lord has spoken with me today. The Lord Jehovah has spoken about the war that is coming to South Korea. This is a very urgent prophecy. Oh, this, this is the one about the There is the war coming period. to South Korea. And this night, the Lord Jehovah, he took me to South Korea, and he showed me the war that is coming to South Korea. It's going to be an urgent war. And uh, he put me in the house there. As you know, the way the Lord speaks to his servant, he takes him, he leaves that day, he takes him forward, so he leaves that day. And he takes him to the venue, and he gets involved. So he has taken me to South Korea, and I see the North Korean army attack the South, South Korean army. And there was a big panic, so the Lord put me in a house. And they came, they knocked off the CCTV cameras, and so they appeared, and they were attacking the house where I was. You could see the soldiers have attacked from all entrances. So again, there is a war that is coming to South Korea, to the Korean Peninsula, and the Lord this night, he spoke with me about that war. There's going to be a serious escalation of war. I see North Korea invade 
North Korea is going to attack the South Korea. I don't okay, know that's the escalation of, of this, how far it will go. U.S. defense officials speaking uh, exclusively to CNN who are telling us at this hour the assessment is that the North Hold on. North Korea missile attack. A-T-T-A-C-K. U.S. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, there it is. Okay, here we go. This, now, you heard the first part about the, the, you know, soldiers going in, you know, live war kind of thing. All right, now listen to this. This is like the predecessor series of events that occurred just prior to the actual soldiers crossing across the uh, uh, DMZ. All right, I want to share on the prophecy of what is going to happen to your country. Well, when I came to your country, the Lord spoke to me about this nation. In the first conversation, the Lord spoke to me about a tragic event that is coming to South Korea. What do I see coming to South Korea? I see a big warship in the ocean. It looks more like an aircraft carrier. And it is in the ocean. Then the Lord made me look into the sky. And then I saw a rain of missiles that covered the sky. At first, I did not know they were missiles because there were many in the sky. And then all of a sudden, they strike that warship. I'm not sure whether all of them strike the warship or just a few and others strike the water. But anyhow, the warship is struck. And when that happens, I see the tower of the warship. There is a tower. I see there is a tower. And it catches fire. And then the next moment, I see the warship has collapsed into water and gone deep into water, totally destroyed. The next night, the Lord again came. Okay. <clears throat> he goes on to explain he sees a barrage of missiles flying from North Korea into South Korea into Seoul. Uh, but the, the key takeaway there is uh, North Korea sinking the United States aircraft carrier. Now, we have that also further supported by a vision that was given to Nathan Liao. We also have it supported by a vision that was given to um, uh, uh, God's Healer 7, Sister Barbara, okay, where she admitted that she had seen an aircraft carrier. Well, she said the ship that was destroyed had the name of a United States president on that, uh, you know, on the actual ship, which pretty much it's a carrier. Okay, simple as that. All right, so anyway, um, I wanted to go ahead and get that out to you, but also what's, I think, a little bit more, well, you know, it's, it's hard to say whether or not North Korea is going to attack first. Uh, okay, that's, I was afraid that was going to happen. That's not a good sound, by the way. I got to, hold on a second, got to hit the delete key a gazillion times, and then, okay, nuclear, nuclear, M I S S I L E. Okay. Hold on, guys. I got it. My eyes. 
I'm getting really, truly too old to do this. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and try the hardest way of all. And let's see here. Vision of nuclear. Hold on. Control C. One character's office is going to make that sound. Okay, and now i got to really squint my eyes. Uh, no, I can't read it. Hold on. Got to get out my uh, magnifying glass. I ain't joking you, man. I'm pulling up a magnifying glass so I can read the actual Vision of Nuclear War, Russia, China, Subs, Henry Groover. That is not it. Okay, we got one more possible hit. Try. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, Roar, Vision of Nuclear Missiles Explode in Iran. I mean, that's how I might not sound like I'm 100 years old, but let me tell you something, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, this is uh, this is the one from uh, also from Dr. David O'Rourke uh, in regards. So do we know what's going to happen first? Is Kim Jong-un and his freaky-deaky little helter-skelter sister going to do something first? Or is it going to get – is everything going to get kicked off by – the F-35s. We have articles, folks. I mean, I've read them before on the program. I don't have them handy right at the moment. I could dig them up. But there are F-35s ran sorties, test runs, with Biden support, Biden, Netanyahu, F-35s, excuse me, ran test runs on the corridor, on the attack corridor, to see whether or not they could get the F-35s past the Iranian and Russian air defense systems. And they were successful. They were able to bring the F-35s back, and not one missile was fired. All right, let's listen to this. Let me tell you about the war coming to Iran. I see two nuclear missiles strike a nuclear facility. Ich sehe zwei atomare missiles, die eine atomare Fazilität treffen. And that facility is at the foot of a mountain in the desert. Und diese Fazilität ist am Fuß eines Berges in der Wüste. And it is in Iran. Und es ist in Iran. And the fire that comes from there. Und das Feuer, das daraus entsteht, ist the most historic fire. Ist das historischste Feuer, that the earth has ever lived to see. Das die Erde jemals gesehen hat. Watch out. Passt auf. The music. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is great. I, I uh, had the presence of mind on one of the shows to move this a report right beside the Dr. O'Rourke vision. And by the way, these visions, they're old. We're talking 10 years, longer, some cases. I know the one that you just listened to was uh, South Korea, 2010. I think, or it might have been Austria. Sometimes I get a couple of them confused. Anyway, listen to this. Report, Israeli F-35s penetrated Iranian airspace repeatedly during war drills. Okay, this is a report from the Times of Israel. All right, and so 
how directly relevant is this? doesn't get any more relevant. It says Israeli F-35 stealth fighters penetrated Iranian airspace on multiple occasions in the last two months. A Saudi-run news outlet reported Wednesday as Israel stepped up its rhetoric against the nascent agreement to revive the 2015 nuclear deal between Tehran and world powers. The unverified report in London-based Elof said the jets successfully evaded Russian and Iranian radars during the exercises. Drones and mid-air refueling tankers were also reported to have participated in the massive drills. Hmm? Oh, by the way, the uh, the date of that was uh, 24 August 2022. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. That's like 10 years after the other David O'Rourke prophecy about the two nuclear missiles. <laughs> really, when you think about it, that's pretty huge. And then we got the one with the with the uh, Korea attacking the the aircraft carrier. I mean, it, 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 stuff is just all coming together. Um, here I can um, let's see here. I'm trying to trying to scroll faster, but it's not scrolling quite as fast as I'd like it to scroll. There we go. Now it's all in. There we go. All right. So here, oh. Ooh, this one's good. I'm going to play this one. Well, hopefully I have it up on the... This is important. Cool. All right. Hold on a second. I kind of stumbled over by accident, but you know what? Oh, no. Oh, no. Where is it? Let me try this. There it is. Cool. And it looks like it's about, I'm squinting my eyes. This one's about three minutes and 63 seconds. But um, I'm sorry. I just can't help myself. This here's icing on the cake for me. This here's like tying a little ribbon. Tie a yellow ribbon round a barley harvest. This is the best stuff ever. You know, we can we can play Dr. Orur Visions and Dreams. We can play Nathan Leal's. We can go to God's Healer 7 about how she confirms that the ship had the name of an American president. We could go into all of these different things, and it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It is. We're getting real close. But you know what's the most exciting thing of all? Oh, Dallas Bailey 2025 stuff. Boy, that looks really important. And how come How come? right before Jesus took Tom Horn home, uh, he releases a book just a couple of years earlier called Zeitgeist 2025. I'm sure that was just a coincidence. And how come all these other things are pointing to 2025? And the list just keeps on growing. It keeps on growing. It's like never ending and everything's pointing to, you know. Well, listen, this to me is like the bomb. No pun intended. This is like the ribbon on the cake. All right. This is from like forever ago. I don't know how long ago it was, but I can tell you it was probably almost for sure. It was like 10 years at least. And it's uh, God's Healer 7. It's Sister Barbara. And the title is. The man of sin will be revealed for who he is. Now, 
Why do I think this is so important? I'll tell you why. It's our anchor. See, God can relent all he wants. Praise his name. God can be merciful, incredibly so, beyond our comprehension, and he surely will. There might be some delays in the end times. Call it a delay in game. We're in the football season now, right? There could be a delay or two. It doesn't make us happy. Maybe the dates don't line up the way that we wish. We might get bummed out. Might get depressed. Raising my hand. I'm the king of depression. <laughs> okay. Look, 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 if you if you had to wake up to my job, you would you would be depressed too. But hey, I got a job. So praise Jesus. And I'll just work my way through it. God will lead me somehow. It's going to be a miracle. So the key for me is to stop thinking. That's hard because I overthink everything. Now, this, why is this so important? Yeah, I guess Obama could probably live well into his 90s. And I suppose he could come out with a cane talking like this and then drilling on himself going, I'm the Antichrist. I'm here to make your life living hell on earth. So you better watch out for me. I don't see it going down that way. I just don't. I think that he is an anchor, a time anchor. Arguably the most important time anchor. We can't anchor down when those two tactical nukes are shot at the Fort Dow facility by Israel. We can't anchor down when Helter Skelter launches the missiles against the, the uh, uh, aircraft. <clears throat> yeah, right. Great. <clears throat> ah, the aircraft carrier in North Korea. We can't. There's a lot of stuff we can't nail down. But this whole Obama thing, that's huge. That's really huge. So when we're swimming around in an endless sea of two suns, of five to seven orbiting planets, the Lucifer attachment on the Vatican Vat and on Mount Graham, they're anxious awaiting of their fallen angelic creatures, and all this stuff that's going on around the world that we don't want to lose track of. The building of the FEMA camps, the CBDCs, the FedNow. What happened to FedNow? Could be any minute now. FedNow might be Fed tomorrow. All this stuff is creeping up on us real quick. But the best part of it all, all that stuff Alice Bailey was talking about when... Walter, Dr. Walter Vyth was reading about it. it. Was all pointing ultimately to re to the revealing of the man of sin. The abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. Let the reader beware. Because the holy place is the temple body. 
So when Lucifer incarnates into the human body of Obama, as filthy and disgusting as it may be, that's what Alice Bailey was talking about. 2025. Now, is God going to allow it to happen by then? I don't know. I hope so. But I don't see Obama being in his 90s or his 80s. I think we're real, real, real close. Maybe not 2025. I don't know. Maybe sooner. And what's all this fuss about UFOs in the Congress? Huh? Don't you find that just a little coincidental? That we're getting enough press that the entire world is hearing about the lawmakers in the United States Congress battling it out because they didn't get the full skinny from the skiff? And all this is happening at the same time while David Doetry's gigantic, star copper-colored mothership is hovering around the earth. Could this drag on? Yeah, it can. Should we prepare ourselves? Yeah, we should. Don't let yourself get sucked into a pit of despair over the timing. Remain excited. God has brought me, and I'm not good at it. I am not good at it. I'm very bad at it. I'm trying to get better. I fail. I get an F minus minus. Just like in that A Christmas story when that woman was up, when his teacher was up there going, A plus, plus, plus. I get an F minus, minus, minus. Because if I don't learn how to just give it to God with the stuff that's going on in my work, I'm going to lose it. And I can't. And neither can you. So we all got to take that big, fat, 800 milligram chill pill along with our red pill. Relax, give it to God, and get excited. Because the stuff that is happening right now it's unbelievable. We have never had what's happening right now. This many things confirmed by prophecies, dreams, visions, writings of satanic people. I mean, everything is coming together under this unbelievable, I don't know what you want to call it, end time story, our father's story of what we're hopefully going to get to escape and go to the wedding supper together. I hope that every single person that listens to this program, and I pray for you all the time, I really do, that we're all there because it's going to be awesome. This is God's Healer 7 going back probably about 10 years on the man of sin. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to the God's Healer 7 End Time Prophecy Channel. I'm Sister Barbara, and I have Brother Dan here with me. Um, I have a prophecy that I've been hearing pieces of for the last several days, and I was holding it because I was praying over it, 
because it, it seemed a little bit choppy. There was a place that I needed to pause in it, and I didn't know where to pause. So um, I have, Brother Dan has the scripture. Uh, yes, we're in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 36, King James Version. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. You're up. Yes, and, and he showed me that. He showed me a part of it. So this is going to be in like two little pieces because I got part of it and then I got the ne next part of it. So let's, let's go here. All right. Daughter, speak this morning and tell the people what I have shown you. The restrainer will be taken away. The man of sin will be revealed for who he really is, the beast. Mr. Obama will return in his new position as ruler. The streets will be filled with violence, civil unrest, and war. The weak will be murdered, unable to defend themselves. Children will murder parents for what they have and take it from them. Your militia will be unable to keep order or gain control. There will be riots and fires. There will be no safe place. The unbelievers will rise to power. Behold, I come quickly. Okay, now the next part is after I prayed on it. Okay, Abra, you have seen well and understood. This is the tribulation coming upon the whole earth. Many will be killed for my name's sake. Okay, that's, that's that. Many will be killed for my name's sake. Okay, so that's the end of it. So that's enough hair raising. And yes, he did give me a glimpse into the, the part of the tribulation where the children, I, I don't even want to say it. You heard it, brother. Brother, yeah. children were killing their parents. I did see it. So once again, we know we're in the latter days. Um, yes, um, this video might get us taken off YouTube. Yes. So this might be the last video we do. Um, I got a word, and I didn't get all of it, and it's complimenting your word. Yes. And it tell it is we're on the brink of he called it quote the time of trials. Yes. So. Um, you know, there's people out there that think we just try to create drama, and we're trying to do exactly the opposite of that. All we're trying to do is make people cognizant of what's going to happen so that they're prepared. So when it does happen, then there's not massive chaos. So that's what we're trying to do. We're here to get sinners to repent. And um, I think we're right on the edge of something major that's going to happen. Yes, so I'm announcing the coming of the glorious kingdom and his majesty. I started that September 24th, 2015, and I continue that until April 6th, 2019. And thank you, everybody out there. God bless you all. Be, be safe and have peace. Shalom. So, I don't know if you notice this or not, but she said that this will all happen in the midst of civil war, war, unrest, 
utter absolute chaos. Have you all been paying attention to what's about to happen in this country, let alone every other country out there? I think you have. Have you all been listening to the possibility, or likelihood indeed, that something bad is going to happen to Trump that's going to trigger all this? I'm sure that you have. Are you getting a feeling it's a lot closer than we might have originally estimated? Could be. God bless you all. I hope this rounded off your view of all the things that are happening around the world that indicate that our time is astonishingly short and very, very excited. Be excited. Give your problems to God. Appreciate the thorn in the flesh. Be ready. Surrender to him. Because guess what? The rest is going to be awesome. With exceeding joy. Praise his name. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing.
I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.